which in German means this man is sacred. I think, uh, you know, in, in my opinion, every day is Shadate's birthday. Yeah, uh, you know, every day is a day for uh, for crimes, for criminals, his friends. Uh, Alright, we're calling gonna, him now. Let's see if this works. Yeah, let, let's. I'm going to give you some uh, very normal opening banter. Okay, alright. Okay, so... I was at, so on Friday I went out with some friends and I had, had an IPA and IPAs are bad. But oh, that's the thing of it is, is that hard they're just bad. Here's the thing is that they're bad, like every beer is bad, and that they just taste like stomach acid, which is what I like. It's exactly like the Natter Days, which is also bad. But it's just like I just want bad. I don't want, like, anything that is supposed to be good. It was just some can of some shit that I paid three fifty for. Yeah. Which, That's how you know it's I good. Guess, if, if it feels bad going down, it's going to feel good in, like, five minutes. I can't drink yeah. beer right now because uh, the the diet, so I'm just drinking yeah. straight vodka and, and uh, seltzer water. Uh, Dana Makabe, are you with us? I am with you. Oh, hello. <laughs> I did want to interrupt. Oh yeah, just uh, some some opening banter. Uh, yeah, those not of anything. Yeah, we um, I hit record before I uh, even start the call usually, so we just start the show wherever wherever we are. Um, is is there anything you want to go over before we actually start the show proper that you don't want on the air? Like, is there anything you want? <laughs> just throwing it out there, right quick. Uh, no, not really. I guess I don't care. Ask whatever. Okay. I mean, so that's the thing, right? Um, welcome to Wrestling is Gross, episode 18, right? Yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And uh, what's your name? Uh, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel Makabe. Daniel Makabe. Uh, first question, is Makabe your real last name? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, all right, we'll get to that. We've got Daniel Makabe here. Um, make sure that I actually am recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Um Dana Makabe. Weird, yes. right? Uh, our second worker guest. Um, our first, of course, was Big Beef Jake Garvin. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we've been in talks for a while, I think. Uh, well, you and I have technically uh, been talking for, uh, let's see, six, 16, 15, 16 years 
off Pro- and probably, on? Probably 15, but there was uh, there was a good like 13 to 14 year gap in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so, I don't, if you don't feel like super comfortable talking about the backyarding days, then I won't press on it. Um, but we were both members of the, the Backyard Wrestling Link Forum. Uh, I was in a promotion in Southeast Texas that was run out of my front yard. Um, and you were, stop me again if it's, <laughs> you were part no, of No, no, go, 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 go nuts, honestly. So, like, the backyarding is so, it's, it, years, like, it wasn't even that long ago. It was only, like, maybe two or three years ago that I, I really didn't want anyone kind of, like, talking about it because it, it felt like it still was kind of taboo. Um, like, Fans and people are on Twitter don't seem to think it's taboo, and like uh, certain workers are are really able to own it better than others, and and just sort of like yeah, I backyarded. Who cares? Get a life, right? But there's still like a lot of promoters who are like old school and weird about it. Mm. Um, and but nowadays it's like no one cares, and it's like actually kind of like not like a badge of honor, but it's like kind of cool like to be able to say like oh I was a part of that generation that went on to basically be the current independent scene in, in america so right. no it's, and, yeah. and it's a very specific like era that that all of a sudden there it was a shift and like you said two years ago like i think the like enlightenment that just came along with i mean not every wrestling fan on twitter obviously there's still a, plenty of like anti-semites and you know horrible pieces of shit uh, <laughs> on twitter and wrestling twitter communities um but Overall, I think a lot of just the just the sort of political shift in you know the the type of people who watch wrestling. I mean, we, this gets talked about all the time, right? Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is like retweeting Cody Rhodes. Like, okay, that's unfortunate, but like, <laughs> I, I didn't, I hadn't seen that. That's wild. Uh, yeah, uh, so it's, maybe it's a quote tweet, uh, something along those lines. Uh, we've got some some strange things happening as far as like the just the the way uh fans feel about just you know social issues and i think that sort of you know you bring just socialism communism into the into the like the the ideology of wrestling fans then they're gonna of course be more open to this like free form like nothing version of wrestling that that doesn't go through the like pay your dues which by the way pay your dues uh one of my least favorite uh, one of my <laughs> least favorite terms that you hear uh, misused all the time as a as a union member. Um, apparently, I still had uh, Carl Carl Douglas uh, the Hideki Suzuki theme playing in the background. So if that if you hear that, uh, listeners, that's that's what that was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's been really cool, and I I, I like to be able to talk about it. Um, I obviously I shared a clip of Scott Henson and nasty russ um in some backyard in ohio that i think it was hwf was the the original promotion there um it was a backyard fest backyard fest semen when did when did you you shared this recently on twitter or yeah so uh like i think it was like four months ago i actually asked you um hey do you have do you know where i can find this clip because it's been burned in my brain and uh, I, I probably sourced where to get it. I'm, I, I imagine. I know, I know where to find it. So sure. Do you think? Do you think Scott is okay with me plugging his website? He does, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, all right, then I won't. He probably doesn't care, but but I don't want to speak on his behalf. So. Sure, sure. Um, all that stuff is there. Every yes. every Van City Championship Wrestling is that the correct? That was that was the name of my backyard fed. Yes, from two thousand and one to two thousand and nine. Okay. Well, yeah. But then it then it, what, all right. So two thousand nine. There's a stop there. There's a stop there. Okay. Um, is when when do you start working professional matches? I got trained in two thousand and three. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. How old? So I got, can, can I ask how old you are? I'm thirty five. Okay. You look younger. You, you, you I move, know I do. You move younger. Yes. <laughs> I I I move I move younger. I also I I think the the fact that I uh I don't uh I don't drink I don't smoke I don't do drugs and I never have um that has Ooh. certainly helped in in not aging me. Sorry, that's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I think we can to, not to sound like your dad, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no. So. Um, I, I like to joke that I could pass for 28, um, sure. but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm 35. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I would, I would say 28 is fair, Siobhan, 28. That's fair. Yeah. That's 28. Fair. I mean, we, we've all, we all, we've all seen, uh, Sean Waltman at 30, in his mid thirties <laughs> when he was like a super, when he was the first in the indi- independent superstar at 19, uh, stay away from it if you can. Yeah. Don't become friends with Shawn Michaels. He's, yeah. he's 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 not a cool dude. He's not Billy Zane. <laughs> I really like that that cross-eyed picture of him. Um, I, I, I like the overall uh, look of Shawn Michaels these days. Uh, just just a destroyed man. Um, <laughs> those goddamn shit kicker boots. Yeah. I can't get over those. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's oh. a cool guy. Um, no, I, so there's a break in '09, and then when does I sucks dicks come about? I, I'm, I, uh, it, <laughs> I, I love, I, one day someone like, uh, well, I mean, they're going to hear it right now, but someone on Twitter is going to discover the fact that like all those episodes are up on YouTube mm-hmm. and, um, they're going to have a field day with it, field yeah. day with it. But, um, uh, that started. So if, if VCW is over in July, 2009, I suck sticks started back up in the fall of 2010. <laughs> okay, so, like it was a year, year and like four months we took off something like that. Is that in the same building? No. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think so. I haven't like looked into any of that in a while. Um, what was that? All right, for, what was that building that you guys were in? And and so the building you're probably thinking of is, is the VCW one that had the puzzle mats around the ring, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Legendary. This is. <laughs> This is, uh, I don't know what your listenership is like, but the, hopefully this doesn't bore them to tears. Um, they love so backyard that, wrestling. Do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you mentioned one of the, the topics of discussion was going to be Yakuza J. So, We've talked uh, about him on the show before. I'm, I'm oh. assuming, yeah. He's, he, he doesn't realize how legendary he is in certain circles. But um, So that was a kickboxing school that rented out part of its space for a wrestling school, which was the wrestling school that we went to in 2003, as I mentioned previously. And then um, we just asked, like, hey... Uh, well, actually, I should, I should rewind. Even before that, we were running our shows in a homemade ring 
um, in like 2001, 2002. And then we reached out to some, there was a couple different local wrestling schools that we reached out to about running, for lack of a better word, pay-per-views. So we would run nice. like our month, our weekly shows on, on our homemade ring. And then once a month we would rent out a pro ring and run like the big, the big show kind of thing, right? Yeah. And we reached out to one school that quoted us like a ridiculous amount of money. And then we reached out to the second school and they didn't even know what to charge us. They were like, oh, that's a thing that people would want to do. Like, okay, how does $5 a head sound? And we're like, yeah, that sounds great. We're kids. We, <laughs> we don't have money. Um, and so we did that for the better part of a year. And then finally the, um, the gentleman who ran that school um, reached out to a few of us, mo- namely me, myself, Yakuza Jay, and Scott Henson, and asked us whether we had ever considered training and actually doing pro wrestling not just having our backyard shows there. So um, so it was a wrestling school that rented space from a kickboxing school that was run by a guy who also uh, I had confirmed to me, although I've always had a suspicion of it, uh, he had two units side by side in this like strip mall. And one was the kickboxing school slash wrestling school, and the other one was off limits. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I had always assumed it was a grow up, and I had it confirmed to me recently that it was in fact a grow up. So... Um, oh, that's more innocent than I would have guessed, given the world of wrestling. Oh, no, dude, it's Vancouver. There's a lot of that here. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, that's Cascade culture. I was, I was going to say Rub and Tug or something. Just, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, God knows. Because, I mean, God we've, knows. Got th- we've got those, too, but those aren't <laughs> quite as... Yeah, this was, like, under lock and key. Those you can at least walk into, but... <laughs> but, yes. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, okay, so that... I've wondered for years about that building. That building, um, just that environment. On uh, you know, watching videos from the Backyard Wrestling Link, a ton of them are up. Um, I think even from that era, it's lots on lots on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, but that's the thing is most of that stuff. I mean, look, I stopped backyarding in in two thousand five, um, yeah. two thousand six maybe, and just because I all my friends stopped hanging out with me basically um it's a very uh sad story and then i i i just kind of like you know wanted to get back into that but i, I never i didn't have any of my footage my all of all of my uh, my promotion of course uh that i co-booked with two other guys three you know committee sort of thing uh innovative texas wrestling of course uh icw uh i think the first name drop of my actual promotion on the show um we we ran you know we ran in a a professional ring that was bought from highspots.com um lots of lots of rings bought on high spots in that era yeah yeah and they they drove it out on a flatbed trailer from uh i think south carolina or wherever high spots is based out of uh to to beaumont texas and they set it up uh initially in uh, a, a friend's yard who you know sort of co-funded through, through by a few different people uh largely by my mom who uh my parents had just divorced and she had she was just trying to be a cool mom right um and so this is like 2002 and i i remember finally the ring ends up in our front yard and i just go out there and take bumps you know i it was the best um but if you had a ring like that you immediately stood out you know, HWF stood out, even though their ring was broken as hell. I've heard, you know, I've I've heard the stories, uh, but you compare that to like garbage everywhere wrestling. Uh, if you've seen like the footage of Chris Hero versus Matt Schalk from Backyard Fest Three, 
Um, are you familiar? Who me? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, uh, we've. Uh, I don't think we've talked about Matt Schock versus Chris Hero uh, on the podcast. Matt Schock, one of the one of the all time great shooting star presses. Chris, Chris Hero was on Backyard Fest one and three, uh, and uh, and yeah, he had singles with Shock on three. And I brought that up the first time I, mis- I met Chris Hero. I brought up Matt Schock too. <laughs> We've tweeted it at him. We've said, "Hey, can we can we talk about Matt Schock?" And he just ignores us. Um, he's just too busy like chatting with Rob Naylor still, which is Hero will always be Hero. Um, I adore Chris Hero. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just wish he would acknowledge me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I love uh, I love that era. Uh, I think that that VCW ring and that, that whole look, there were like mirrors all over the wall. Cause it's a kickboxing studio, right? Yeah. Um, it was just, it just had a, a great look to it. Um, it's, I remember it's, it's a weird, yeah, a weird building. <laughs> yeah. Well, also you didn't see a lot of backyard places running indoors. Um, yeah. that was like a whole other thing. Uh, and I, I, I think, um, I was going to say besides you, the, I, I, I would, I would chat with Drew Cordero a, a good deal. Uh, a little later on, we were trying to set up. I was, uh, me and a, a buddy of mine were going to go to Rhode Island for the the the, the backyard gathering. I believe it was called. Yep. Yep. Um, and somebody had said that I looked like True Cordero, which is a really mean thing to say. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, I, we were just both like young, fat, and had long hair, um, and we we could both do like neck bridges out of German suplexes. So like, he, he did have an underrated bridge. Yes, he one hundred percent did. Man, Drew Cordero, underrated worker in general. I'm gonna just go ahead and say, um, no, I, I I I never got up there to wrestle Drew Cordero. The other guy uh, that I was that I chatted with a lot and actually helped edit a, a music video that I was just stuck on uh, at one point uh, was Jonah Block, Jay Spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where he is now. He works on some of those very early Beyond shows in like Illyria, Ohio. Where's Where's Jonah Block? I, this is This is nobody cares about this. I just want to no, know. Th- you You just want to know? Sure. Um, so Jonah Block and I we were friends because uh, in addition to wrestling, we had uh, a decent amount of common ground when it came to music. Yeah, yeah, punk rock um, shit. Yeah, for sure. The last time I saw Jonah in person was 2011, wow. I want to say. Yes, that's right. Um, and I went to a music festival in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and I stayed on his couch in Edison, New Jersey Okay. Uh, for a weekend. And I have not seen him in person since then. He did one t-shirt design for me. Uh, early on in this, what we'll call this current era of Daniel Makabe. Nice. Um, he charged me more than I thought he was going to, but <laughs> I, I, I get it. Artists, artists got to make a living. He didn't uh, charge me to, to edit the video. That's, I mean, he just set some Bouncing Souls song to... <laughs> but again, he was like 16 at the time, right? Man. Yeah, uh, well, he's he was older than all of us, so... Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, he's older than me. Um but then, uh, yeah, I haven't seen him in, in quite a few years. I haven't – I've talked to him off and on. He'll occasionally comment on something of mine on Instagram. Um, we're friends on Facebook. Um, but uh, I haven't seen him in a while. I think he's just still trying to make it as an artist and do whatever kind of odd jobs he needs to to get by that a lot of artists have to do. Yeah. Um, and I don't couldn't tell you the last time he wrestled. 
Um, it's been quite some time, probably. Hell of a worker. Like, really cool, like, strange movements. Um, he, like, he was one of the first, like, uh, if you watch, like, a, a lot of IWA Mid-South in that era, um, you'd see guys like Eric Cannon or, like, Austin Aries, early Austin Aries, Alex Shelley. These guys would, you know, just find weird ways to just make people land in awkward positions from more conventional moves. Jonah Block's the first person I ever saw do a brain buster onto the knee, the David Starr move. Um, yeah. Like, that, also their promotion, I have no idea what the name of it was, but their trampoline setup. Also, their promotion, the first place I ever saw use cinder blocks in a wrestling match. Um, so, notable for yeah, that. He was, he, uh, he was in UWA, which was right. in, in New Jersey, and they started on a trampoline, and then they quickly moved over to they had like a really nice ring set up in, mm-hmm. in someone's backyard and they had a guy who didn't actually wrestle, but it kind of like booked it. Like it was his fed and he kind of, he was kind of weird about it. That weird. was the impression that I got. <laughs> um, but the, the, probably the, the most amusing bit of trivia with that fed is, um, someone who used to wrestle for that group at the time off and on was at the, the time known as uh, Jay Blackheart, who you would know as Ring of Honor's Jay Lethal. Oh, I did know this. And he defended the Ring of Honor pure title, which he had at the time on a UWA show. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Against Jonah Block, I would hope. Probably not. I don't think it was against Jonah. It was probably against Roach. um, Right, Roach. Cor- Corvus Fear. Yeah. Um, Fucking yeah. Eric Corvus. Hell yeah. 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 Love that guy too. Like, man. Uh, all right. Yeah. Half, half the Jersey All Pro roster, they sure. came from, from UWA. So Ga- uh, Gavin Quest, who was Mike Quest. Oh. Uh, Arcadia. Right. Uh, of course. Do, 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 do. Who else? Yeah. Uh, they, but yeah, a, a good chunk of those guys went on to do lots of New Jersey area independence, so. Arcadia versus J Spider. God, that footage has got to be out there somewhere. I'm like having flashbacks I'm sh- now. I'm sure it is. Man, all my shit was on like like digital eight or like high eight tapes. I I'm, I made music videos. I had them on a hard drive, or I had them on like you know like a, on a computer. The computer died. This is before you would buy fucking two terabyte hard drives for sixty dollars or whatever you get them for now. And, and all my shit is gone except for a few videos that a friend like that one of our wrestlers saved on a CD like on a data disc like it's very sad this is like 2005 YouTube becomes a thing right I believe is when YouTube comes out is it uh, that early it might be later it might be later uh, uh, like 2000 I, I was using it for shit in like 2006 yeah so two, I think 2006 might be at the 2005 at the very earliest by the time it came around, by the time you could upload 240p uh, five-minute clips on there, uh, which is how it used to be, that's like all you could put on there, uh, yep. it was, it, it, all my shit was gone. And I, 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 it's real sad. I'm sad about it all the time. Uh, you know, boo-hoo. Uh, but no, uh, that's, what's that, 20 minutes on Backyard Wrestling? Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, we, welcome, right. to, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, Makabe. Well, yes. Explain the name, Makabe. Um, the long and the short of it is when I started backyarding with um, with Scott and Justin, I needed a name. And 
at the time, uh, I bonded with the two of them because we were all big fans of Japanese wrestling when uh, everyone and their mother wasn't a fan of Japanese wrestling. Sure. Um, and you actually had to, like, buy VHS tapes and yep. dub them yourselves and trade and all that good stuff. Crazy Max. Uh, Crazy Max. Uh, yeah, I, I was never on Crazy Max. I'm, I'm very familiar with it, but yeah. Um, and, um, and so at the time... Then Shinya Makabe, now Togi Makabe of New Japan fame, had been around, like, I think he debuted in New Japan as a young boy in, like, 1995, and this was in 2001, and he was still wearing the black tights and the black boots, and we used to joke, like, damn it, like, Shinya Makabe is never going to catch a break, he's always going to be a young boy, and no one's (laughs) going to give a damn about him Yeah, he (laughs) debuted in 97 at, like, 20, and then, uh, and he was, like, the only one from that generation. That, like, that post, uh, Sasuke killing the guy generation, nobody, fucking nobody, for, until, like, 99, when you get Tanahashi uh, and Wataru in a way, and like it's a solid amount of guys. Kuda, we're talking about who died, or was that? No, that was it. Was I can't. He's killed multiple people, I think. Right. Well, Well, yeah. So so, so, Sasaki killed the guy. uh, That was like ninety five, ninety six, maybe. Yeah, Uh, that was. Yeah, that was the guy who he who Choshu got pissed at and told Sasuke to just start suplexing, shoot suplexing mercilessly, and then. and then there was the guy in World Japan, which has been blamed. Kenzo Suzuki has been blamed for that, but I don't buy that. I think that had to have been Sasuke, who had <laughs> left fucking New Japan for World Japan, and of course, World Japan was run by Ricky Choshu too. Right. So and also Kenzo I, Sus- I think Ken- Kenzo's I think too Ken- too clean, too cool. He's a WWE guy. Come on now, he can't. He I can't, can't hurt nobody. He also, what he was like wrestling for like two years at that point. Why was he training? And you had Sasuke there. It makes no sense. He totally took the fall for that. <laughs> And just and then just I don't know Johnny Ace liked him so yeah it's a likable guy um, but yeah but, and but then, anyway yeah, Maka- sorry uh, yes so I I took the name from Sh- from Shinya Makabe uh, as a joke because I was starting out with with the, those guys and I was like oh well I guess I'm gonna be the like the undercard guy who never gets a break also haha. Um, and then I just never changed the name I probably should have when I started working. <laughs> Pro, pro stuff and I did have I did have a name when I got trained in 2003 I did have a different name for on the shows that I worked back then um, but then when I kind of got back into things in the last couple years I was just like ah, everyone knows me as Daniel Maccabe so what the hell so so there's a break there you 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 stopped wrestling for a while there was um, I mean there was off and on breaks um <sighs> I, I had like a couple bad injuries um, that kept me from doing things for a while, and then we didn't have shows for a while, and then I don't know. There's <sighs> transitioning into what I've kind of become now is is weird and kind of muddy because I didn't just decide like, oh, I'm going to be a pro wrestler now, like I should have been all these years ago or whatever, right? Um, we got asked to start working three to one battle shows in Seattle, and at the time they were basically glorified backyard shows. And because huh. uh, a lot of the guys weren't trained, they were um, they started off running their shows as like this weird kind of like alternative theater. I guess they were in like local dive bars, and they were like on the stage on those kind of puzzle mats. Like they didn't have a ring; they would just like present like. 
wrestling as art with wacky gimmicks on a stage for drunk people to enjoy on a Tuesday night. Like that's kind of like a proto Casanova Valentine. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or or a wallaby without knowing what the fuck wallaby is. Wallaby. Makabe knows wallaby. There, I mean, no, I know. I mean, I was. I, I would figure that Dan, you know. I mean, Kaita Yano, who Drew still needs. He still owes. He still owes that booking. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, and you're. But it's like I don't think the three, two, one battle people were like intimately familiar with uh, the over of uh, Katsuhiro Ogasawara street wrestling and shit. <laughs> fugu fugu Imagi. Yeah, they, they, they most shit. definitely were not. But. <laughs> Hell of, anyway, a, hell of so, an atmosphere there. Um, so, you, sorry, you, you, you ended up there. They asked you guys. They just knew you guys. Somebody we, running that thing knows you. Yeah, some of the guys who helped run it, were, we knew through backyarding. So, um, and so they, they kept asking us to come down and do the shows, and we refused to do them as long as they were on a stage. Like, we weren't going to do anything if it wasn't in a ring. Wow, and then, uh <laughs> Honestly, at this point, it was just I'm not taking bumps on a stage. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, that sounds awful. Yeah. Um, but also pretentious. <laughs> um, and then they finally got a ring, and so we started working their shows. And then they, the shows got a lot better, and the training got better, and sure. they started drawing better crowds. And I mean, this is over the course of years, right? I, I the the current kind of incarnation of three to one battle in Seattle truly started in the uh fall of 2014 so we're coming up on five years we just passed our hundredth show in the building that we currently run wow. chosen so um and um yeah the, those initial shows were kind of um like oh this is cool the crowd there's a you know there's a decent crowd there's like 125 people here and they're like really into it and I just thought, oh, this will be a fun thing to do once a month. Like, it, I never expected it to be like, oh, hey, we're flying in like world class talent, and you get to wrestle them in front of like seven hundred people at huh. the coolest concert venue in Seattle. Yeah, it was like, oh, if you told me that five years ago, I, w- I would have called you a liar, right? So, yeah, uh, if you, it's like this place is like, oh yeah, B Boy is going to launch a career renaissance off, off of working this place. Yeah, base, base, and shit like that. Basically, if you told like nineteen-year-old me, or actually seventeen-year-old me, who bought Revolution Pro VHS tapes yeah. directly from um, Disco Machine, who ran their merch store, <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. that if you told told seventeen-year-old me that like, oh yeah, you're gonna wrestle B Boy, like I think I've had six matches with him now, maybe wow. five. I think I've only seen like, one of them. Uh, I mean, you really only need to see one of them. The twenty eighteen uh, one. The 2018 one is is definitely the best. We had we had a series though. We wrestled once in 2016, maybe two singles in 2017, a three way in 2017. Um, maybe that's it. Okay, so what's that? Five matches? Yeah. So um, we're teaming together upcoming uh, in 2019 uh, at Southern Underground Pro in Nashville, sure. which very much looking forward to. But, uh, subgraphs. Subgraphs, yes. So, um, but yeah, no. If you had told seventeen-year-old me that, I would my mind would have been blown. So, yeah, for sure. Like that's that's awesome. Like I I remember one of the first indie tapes I ever bought was CCW Best of the Best two thousand two, yeah. And that has a B Boy versus Super Dragon match on it that blew my fucking mind. 
Um, yep. Also, Johnny Storm, Jody Flash. I think Sanjay yeah. is on that show. Like, uh, yeah, uh, B Boy and Little Cholo in the fir- in the first round. That's the uh, next year. So they brought they brought Little Cholo in the in for two thousand three. No, no, I swear, Ch- Little Cholo is in two thousand two. But maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. I thought my head. I'm only going off a of fake UTV, which yeah. I watched as a, a ten year old dipshit at right. mi- midnight. At f- which, what 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 childhood? Um, <laughs> well, Siobhan is uh, from the the Pennsylvania, uh, the, the the Philly area. Um, gotcha. So- like yeah. I, she there's no way she could have made it to the age she is now without having been exposed to that sort of thing um this show probably wouldn't exist if she wasn't uh exposed to fake utv at the age of 10 or whatever yes. uh, it's you know it's a very good very good thing i'm 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 proud of it i'm happy i'm happy with it um Three Two in Battle has a an atmosphere. Let me ask you now: Are we a hard stop at six, or are you good to go a little bit further? Go go as long. I I got time. Awesome. Uh, we've got a fun running gimmick on the show. We did it with Eric Ritz, who I, I know your your buddies with. Uh, we did it with uh, Jake Garvin, and I think we did it with with Brian Quimby from Street Fight. Uh, every time we have a guest on. Uh, we tell them oh, this is about. Yeah, we usually go about this long, and then we go at least a half hour over that. So, um, three, two, one battle. The atmosphere there feels to me kind of like, I guess somewhere somewhere between like hood slam and like a Japanese indie. Like a like it's very straight. Like like a, uh, a Shinkiba first ring mixed with hood slam. That's not too far off. They, um, like, overall, it's very much like a party atmosphere, for sure. Yeah. And it helps that there are two bars in the venue, and it's just kind of, um, it started off as kind of like a cool underground thing to do, because for the first, like, three years, we couldn't advertise the shows because uh, we couldn't legally sell tickets. Um, Interesting. Had to make it the LLC. Law, the, huh? the, law, the laws have changed in Washington State because of three two one battle, and the people who uh, were on kind of the forefathers of three two one battle worked tirelessly to get um, the state legislation changed when it comes to pro wrestling in Washington, which other promotions in Washington now very much take advantage of. But that's a whole other story we don't need Defy. to do. <clears throat> um, you said it, not me. Um, I'll tell you off there. Um, but, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's not too far off because it's not just, if I were to say it's a party atmosphere, like a hood slam, uh, from my little exposure to hood slam, I've never actually been to a show. I've seen some of their stuff online. Um, they seem like they're all there for a good time, but like, I don't know. There's obviously some people who are there who are wrestling fans and like hardcore wrestling fans. But I feel like there's a lot of people who are really invested in in gimmicks and in cool, you know. Uh, I don't even know how how to put 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 it. Um, not what I do, you know. Sure. <laughs> like, I think if you, I don't think you could get them to buy into Negro Navarro. Just like, oh right. yeah, this guy. That's a good. Like, yeah. Without yeah. That, there being like some like, sort of ultimate, really gimmicky build up. That's yeah. the ultimate. Um, example right because like um and and maybe a lot of it is to do with me maybe maybe i'm being a blowhard i don't know but um but the the fan base in seattle is so used to seeing me now at at this point that like they can appreciate 
cool like mat wrestling, but but more so, and this doesn't have anything to do with me. They just appreciate effort, like, mm. and that's always been the case for these shows. Like, it hasn't just been uh, like a new f- phenomenon. Like when we first started going there, we were having slightly better matches than than the rest of the card because you know we had more experience, more training, whatever. And there were people coming up to us saying, like, that's the best independent wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. And, like, are you uh, okay? Thank you. But, like, I mean, we're just some dudes from Canada, right? Like, they were treating us like we were, uh, you know, like, for lack of a better word, like the Young Bucks or whatever, you know? Like, we were blowing people's minds by doing, like, the occasional cool high spot. And now, like, I just think it's an easy crowd. Like, they, this, if you show that you're working hard and that you're invested in your gimmick, or your your in ring work, or whatever it is that you do as a performer, you know, like um, they're going to respond accordingly, um, and like they're human. So like, if a show runs long, or if a match is really bad, like yeah, they're going to get burnt out and tired, and and things will drag. And, and they're drinking, happens. so they might be brutal on a thing, right? I haven't actually seen that, but have they have they fully turned on a match? Not really. Okay. No, they're more. They're more likely to just go go quiet or just kind of. Oh, that's yeah. worse. That's probably worse. That, well, actually. that is worse. That is worse. But um, yeah, if something's bad, they're more likely just to kind of be like, eh, whatever. The other thing that's kind of a problem is there's a there's two bars and one like kind of underground DIY punk venue that are all directly on top of the venue at where three two one battle runs. Okay, so three two one is run inside like this fitness gym that runs like cardio kickboxing classes and like all sorts of you know pilates and whatever during during the week but they also double they also run wrestling classes and and that's where the three to one battle wrestling school is and so um but it's in this weird building that yeah directly on top of it is uh like a diy punk venue and two bars that also do like one does like a soul night and uh, sure. the other one is like this low key like kind of venue that runs like concerts as well, and so if people just get bored or you know come intermission, they've already seen four matches. Um, tickets are cheap. Standing room is only ten dollars, right? Wow. wow. So if you've spent ten dollars and you've got you've already got an hour, hour and a half of wrestling, oh, I've I've seen enough of that. I'm going to go upstairs and and go watch a band, or I'm going to go drink with my friends or whatever, right? So. Occasionally, we do um, fall victim to people just getting burned out who aren't wrestling fans because we've established uh, a good um, amount of wrestling fans in Seattle. We've also established a good amount of 3-2-1 battle fans, like specifically in Seattle. But there's also just a lot of fair weather people who just like hear it from a friend of a friend that this is a cool thing to do in Seattle every other Friday night. And maybe those people aren't invested in a three hour wrestling show, but they can hang around for the first half of it, you know? Sure. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool that, that, that will, if, if that's the sort of environment, then it, it does encourage more casuals to, to give it a shot too. Um, yeah. I, I like that. And $10, Jesus Christ. Um, the fucking tickets for dream waves return are like $35 for general admission. Dreamwave, come on now. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> fucking Jimmy Lloyd uh, birthday bash in that in the compound, one of like the shittiest venues of all time. Uh, I think they were going for, like forty, Jesus. and I, I couldn't deal with that shit. I wasn't even gonna try. <laughs> yeah, I I believe our tickets are. 
I believe they're 15 for general, 20 or 25 for first row, and then standing room is 10. That's what it should be. That's what it, I think that's what it should be. Um, I mean, unless it's like a, 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 like a tiny, you know, like a shindy or whatever. I don't really like the term shindy. I think it's misused most of the time. But um, I, I think... Like you, what, you, my friend, have never worked for a shindy. So. <laughs> uh, actually, kind of. Maybe you have. <laughs> yeah, um, it was a battle royal. Um, no, I, I, I think the, um, I think the the most interesting thing is is that environment, uh, or in that environment is just it, it is like a party atmosphere. Um, they get the live commentary, which is strange the first time you watch it, but you get used to it. Uh, what's it like to wrestle with live commentary over a house mic? I hated it initially, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just kind of used to it. It's just part um, of the crowd sounds. It's just part of it. The yeah. one thing that uh, I think it it really is beneficial and has helped us c- to create such a fan base is that they can help get over certain storylines you can tell them like hey this is like straight up this is the story we're trying to get across in the match like please make sure you get across these specific points yeah um you know and they can help get over like someone like me who is gonna put some like nuancey like technical shit in a match that might go over people's heads but if you've got someone like oh my god he's going for such and such and of course he's used that previously to defeat him and and it's targeting a specific body part that of course will affect so and so from doing their job properly like this is the stuff that people have done for years and years but they don't have someone blaring it out for them to like hit people over the head with it right right but um and like I don't necessarily need someone to do that. Like, I, I don't really care if you pick up on the nuances in my match. I appreciate if you do, but um, yeah. but yeah. I, uh, I am, I'm very much the definition of a, of a pretentious artist that I, I do things in matches that I like because I like them, uh, not necessarily because it's going to get a reaction. Sure. Um, but um, I, I appreciate that it gets a reaction now. Like, it's, it's, it's nicer getting a reaction than not getting a reaction, but... Um, well, luckily, you yeah, like so they, good things, like the things that you like, the things that you want to emulate, or, or that that you know your inspirations are yep. are mostly good things. Like, I can't speak for all of the shit that you like because I don't know, but uh, maybe Fair. you're like into some really bad shit too. Who knows? Uh, but for the most part, judging from your matches, I think it's it comes across pretty clearly that you know your influences are the are the kind of shit that um, is it, certainly up my alley, up Siobhan's alley. Like we we. We see when you throw the fucking knuckle punch. We see the battle arts, the Munenori Sawa, um, you know, like that kind of stuff. The L.A. Park uh, corner bump. Yes. Or oh uh, yeah 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 that's very yeah the 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 Jerry bump that was Jerry Estrada's bump and then everyone yeah. took it yeah psychosis and yeah, yeah yeah that's very much that's where that's from for sure yeah uh, um, we've talked about Jerry uh, on the show we talked about the the chain match with. Uh, with uh fuck who was it el faro la fiera oh la fiera oh la fiera was la fiera was so underrated people yeah. don't, there's um there's a killer la fiera versus negro casas match from 1993 in cmll i want to say it's a hair match and it yes that match kicks ass if you've never seen it look it up on youtube like you you guys but also people listening to this <laughs> yeah yes. i don't think i have seen that um yeah i but it was, R.I.P. R. Lafiera. Pour one out for Lafiera. He died a couple years ago. But, um, sure. but yeah. Uh, We're losing a lot yeah, in no. that era of luchadors. We just lost uh, Paraguay, of course. And I think, you know, uh, what, Atlantis has got to be next if you've seen 
<laughs> God bless him. Uh, I, I I think it's it's been uh, interesting to see. I think we'll to talk about the Negro Navarro thing. It's been interesting sure. to see people begin to understand, and we're still not even close yet. Uh, Cubs fan still seems to not understand Lucha. Um, God bless him. Great resource. He, he shits on AAA all the time. He doesn't seem to. He, he doesn't seem to appreciate the, the the kind of things that make lucha lucha to me to to you know Phil Schneider and and to Siobhan and, and sounds like to you uh, to the larger you know like the old wrestling KO group uh, shout out to wrestling KO Mike of course as we always have to have to say um, the 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 maestro lucha the and and then the the bloody brawls like when I think of lucha yeah there's there's crazy flips and you know incredible. Uh, tornillos and whatever going on. When I think of Lucha, I think about uh, Piranha Morgan blading his fucking eye socket. You know, I I, I think about uh, uh, Park wearing the white outfit because he knows that Santo is going to just cut him open and punch that cut repeatedly. Like, and and I think about Virus and I think about you know uh, what Kaifon versus fucking uh, Hechicero, you know, like these are the sort of things to me yeah. that Lucha is. Um, so when, first of all, when the idea comes about to bring Negro Navarro up, whose idea is that? Is that you? Uh, so like people have asked me how that even happened, and it's I have it uh, written down. How did this match even happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so We're bring in this potato shaped grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. We didn't bring him in. Okay. So there is a lucha promotion. Uh, ah. I'll, I'll try and make this story quick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna do a full circle here. Okay. So there's a lucha promotion based in Seattle called Lucha Libre Volcanica, and they share the same facility as Three Two One Battle. Great name. And they run they run monthly shows in the same building, and that's where their school is as well. And they're kind of very, they're very insular. They train their own guys. They use their own guys on their shows. Some of their guys break out and work on the non-Lucha shows in the Northwest. Um, but for the most part, they just work on Lucha Libre Volcanica shows, which are only once a month. Mm. Um, and they, um, for the previous two years, so that match was in August of 2018, yes? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in the spring of 2016, there comes a post on Facebook that, hey – Lucha Libre Volcanica is running a two-day seminar with Negro Navarro. And my mind is absolutely blown. Wow. But uh, but it is the same weekend as my cousin's wedding, and I'm unable to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, family. So, though, I, I'm like... Familia, right? Please tell me, tell me the next time you're going to bring him in. Yes, 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 of course, we'll tell you. <laughs> the following April, I'm expecting him to be brought in. Nothing happens. June, they announce... And that's the other thing. This all gets announced on very, very late notice. Like, on, like, Lucha Facebook, right? Probably that's, like, their only presence. Well, I find out about it because I'm friends with some of the local Lucha workers, sure. right? okay. Yeah. Um, and so they make an announcement. Okay, uh, Negra Navarro coming in for another seminar, June of 2017. Oh, great. It's the same weekend that my band's going on tour. <laughs> so, so I'm missing it again. Familia. <laughs> so then it's announced, okay... August of 2018, uh, Negro Navarro is coming to Seattle, and he's going to do two weekends worth of of seminars. So he's doing like a Saturday Sunday, and then the following Saturday Sunday. 
And the following Saturday, Sunday happens to fall the day after a 3 to one battle show. And so I decide, okay, I'm going to work that 3 to one battle show and then, you know, stay the weekend in Seattle and do the Negro Navarro seminar. And it's at the previous weekend, I'm, um, as the a seminar is going on in Seattle, one of the workers messages me and says, you know, he's just hanging out all week. He's not doing anything. He's just doing seminars. You should reach out to the booker 321 and see if he'd be willing to book Navarro because he's going to be here. He's in Seattle for like 10 days or whatever. And so I... He's, he's not, he can't spend all that time watching them for the fish around. <laughs> at, at the, uh, <laughs> Thank you, thank you for nice. that reference. Nice. The, the yeah the the three two one battle venue is a mm, probably about a twenty minute walk from that market. Awesome. So, um, and so I reach out to the Booker of three two one battle, and I say, if you can make this happen for me, I will like never forget it. And so he let. Uh, he is very close to where the seminar is going on. So he in person goes like that evening to the school where Negro Navarro is and arranges a deal with him. And it's set that like, he tells me, yeah, it's happening and we're going to announce it on Monday. And I, I was like, can we just announce it right now? Like, please. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 we're going to get gra- a graphic made. We'll announce it properly on Monday. And, uh, and then I do my best to keep it a secret until Monday. And, uh, and yeah, they announce it, and the world like I, I didn't have as much of a following then as I do now. But at the time, everyone who knew me was like, "How on earth does this match happen?" Like, yeah. because nobody knows. Like, oh yeah, of course he's in he's in Seattle for Lucha Libre Volcanica. That makes sense. But like, because no one outside of Seattle knows what Lucha Libre Volcanica is, right? Huh. So, so yeah, they uh, we made the match, and uh, I uh, I meet him the day of like literally when he he walks into the building before the show he uh you know there's the classic trope of you know if you're if you're the new guy in a locker room you have to go up to everyone and shake hands kind of thing right mm-hmm. um and if you don't you can get heat for it right depending on where you are well, they'll shoot on um, you well i mean i guess but <laughs> um pre-enlightenment Pre, even like, old days of wrestling. Even sixty-four-year-old Negro Navarro, who does not speak any English, went up to everyone in that locker room to shake hands and say hello to them. So, oh man, um, damn. And so he comes up to me, and I explained to him in broken broken English that we're wrestling today, and he says, "Oh, I don't speak English," and and I said, "Oh, I don't speak Spanish," <laughs> and we kind of looked at each other, and then I said, uh, "And this this might be." corny but fuck you i don't care um i said well we both speak wrestling oh and he kind of he nodded <laughs> and agreed and multiple people afterwards came up to me they're like that was the coolest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life. that's awesome like, it's fucking adorable i love that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and so and so yeah uh that's how that all came to be basically so man that match is cool too i mean you know look navarro is old like he's he for me, I got into Navarro um, at like 2010. Uh, started watching IWRG, um, the Black Terry Junior. Obviously, uh, handheld. We'd see lots of lots of cool stuff. We'd see Solar and Navarro. Obviously, is like a legendary matchup. Um, Solar one, I guess. Uh, yeah, Solar Solar one. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Who's still still going? Uh, and it's still good. It's still good. Uh, also, also getting older though. You know, um, I think Black Terry is probably the one that's like aging the best out of that crew, just because he works a style where he bleeds a lot uh, more than the others, and I think that lends. I mean, Kevin Sullivan's still out there doing this shit, right? So, like, um, Black Terry will wrestle until the last day that he is alive on this earth. um, And he will still kick fucking ass. But the match with Navarro is really cool. Um, So, yeah, you you call a match with such a language barrier. You guys are just trading holds. But that is what Maestro Lucha is, right? I've I've wondered sometimes if, you know, if he's in there with, like, is it not Super Astro? Super Astro? Still a... Super Astro doesn't work. Super Astro doesn't work a ton anymore. Super Astro actually owns a torta shop. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, these gigantic freaking sandwiches. There, um, awesome. And if you do, and if you work his one of his shows and you don't get a photo with one of the sandwiches, it's. I think he ends up like pissed at you for life. Nice, because he should. Those are gigantic sandwiches. <laughs> They're bigger than he is. He's a little man. He's very short, yeah. Well, when you've got Super Astro in there working like, I don't know, Blue Panther on an indie show, um, and, and they're just trading holds, I, I always got the sense that they weren't necessarily calling spots. I mean, they're not really doing spots. There's not, you I know. Can, I can guarantee that they, they call nothing. Yeah. They, um, and that's like, beautiful. I love that. From, from my experience, um, like, we... We literally planned a single high spot and the finish, and that was it. So finish is cool. I like it's the only strike in the match. Um, you just sort of shove him off. He's got you in like a, a front neck lock sort of thing. You shove him. He bounces into the ropes. I think it's the only time anybody hits the ropes in the entire match. Which probably also yeah. just lovely shit. I love, I, I love that kind of thing. Right, um, and he, he comes back off. You hit, hit him with that that fastball pitch uh, knuckle punch. What do you, is that? What do you refer to that as? Just your punch? Uh, I call it uh, – so uh, this probably sounds like it's a double entendre, but it's not. Uh, I call it the big unit punch. Um, Randy Johnson. It's a Randy yeah. Johnson reference, yes. Remember when yes. he hit that bird? I fucking love Randy Johnson. Yeah. I also well, remember Randy Johnson that, from that, uh, from uh, a children's movie, I believe. He's in uh, Little Big League, and he's – Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic yeah. performance. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the one thing though in, is I'm right-handed and Randy Johnson's left-handed, but that's mm. nerd shit that no one would pick up on. So, how's your slider? Yeah. Your slider clock in at 88, 87? Dude, he's throwing sliders that are hitting like a hundred. So, um, <laughs> love uh, Randy I did Johnson. play. I did play baseball for many years. Uh, I was never a pitcher. So, yeah, yeah, I was always a fucking left fielder. They just put me wherever I could fuck up the least. Um, first base actually was probably the place I fucked up the least. Um, no, I, I really like I really like Negro Navarro. It's probably the only match I've seen of his um in the last couple of years. Actually, you know what? He wrestled Zack Saber Jr. for Lucha Lucha Memes. Is that Yeah, so the the Zack match was April of twenty seventeen. Right. And then he gets he got hurt sometime in twenty seventeen because if you look at like his uh like cage match or what wrestling data or whatever, um there's like a big gap that he missed. I okay. believe he had a mild heart attack, yeah. Oh, yeah, just a mild one. <laughs> and, and I think, because um, the, the, the Navarro who wrestles Zach in the spring of 2017 is uh, noticeably more, like, nimble and faster than the right. Navarro that, that I wrestled. So um, so I, I definitely think he had some health issues. He's still great, don't get me wrong. But oh, like, yeah, yeah, fantastic. He's noticeably older now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that is such a pleasure, uh to for you to get to wrestle him i mean that's that's 
I don't, you know, I, I don't know how long your history with Maestro Lucha is or whatever, but like, man, we, we were in a big group DM with a bunch of people, a bunch of people that you probably are, you know, familiar with on, on Twitter. Um, and I remember somebody, probably me, probably Siobhan, one of us posted that, that graphic in the chat and it was just like, what in the world is going on? Um, and I, I'm so happy that that happened. That's like just such a weird thing. It's such a strange, uh, unique sort of, and you don't, so you don't necessarily work maestro lucha mat work style. Like, I mean, obviously you take elements from it, but you've, you've got that more like modern, you know, like Gulak, Gulakian, uh, uh, hybrid mat work style that is, you know, pulling from, you know, Japanese shoot style, world of sport, like every, 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 all the, all the good shit, you know, feeding into like one person who's just seen a lot of fucking tape. Um, do you think negative? Ar- and I'm sorry if that if I've defined you in a way that you find offensive. Is that no? You ba- you basically nailed me on the head, so okay. it's all good. Yeah, I, I'm an analyst, right? I'm an analyst, yeah, and, uh, and a, a professional analyst. Um, yeah. an analyst, analyst and, and, a and a therapist. Nice. Uh, I was yep. gonna say, as long as you're not an uh, an alrapist, yeah. then we're good yes. here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Leather Daddy. Uh, uh, no, I... Uh, dong Yaves. Can we talk about... It? <laughs> I have the word Dong, uh, dong Yaves, uh, Daniel, is, uh, is, a, is an ongoing running joke that has unfortunately kind of died off, but uh, I think one of us, one of us said, uh, we love to watch these guys just in there doing Yaves, um, yep. but like but we, I don't know, one of us left out the I, and then Dong Yaves became... Uh, it's basically when you work the dick. Uh, anyways. The original plan, I will say, the original plan, and I don't think I don't think we have time to get to to this thing. We can talk about it a little bit. The original plan was to bring you on and talk about battle arts because I know you yep. love battle arts. Um, we, I asked you, um, who are the guys that you like? Who do you want to Who do you want to talk about? Um, and we we found a match. Siobhan, she found a match that's uh, from '96. It's uh, Desuke Ikeda and Carl Greco versus Yuki, uh, Yuki Ishikawa and uh, Katsumi Yasuda. And uh, so I watched this the other day. You watched it today as well? I Admittedly, I only got about halfway through it and then I had to go back to work. That's so. a shame. That's a shame. Um, Which well, is a bummer because I liked where it was going too. I, I liked that they built up uh, – well, spoiler, sorry. Uh, I liked how they built up um, the Ishikawa Ikeda heat to where like Ikeda finally got in there when they you know cheated to get the advantage basically like it was like old school like southern southern tag team work with all like the shoot style work it was it was awesome actually and I'm assuming Ishikawa finally got got something back on him but uh, I'll watch it after we yeah talk. maybe that's the finish <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe it was the finish I don't know yeah but I assume it was if it was booked well so so I watched the whole thing but I, I will admit that I watched it sort of half in the background um yep. but it like it, it I was watching it and I would like I, I had it you know just sort of playing and I was doing some other stuff and it was like 
I distinctly remember like sit, just 2009 sitting in my studio apartment, uh, just getting high, and I would throw some some I would download from the ditch.us. Uh, shouts out to David Ditch, of course. Uh, some just random battle arts or uh, PWFG or UWFI or whatever. Um, I'd put it on, and I, it was just like the sounds of smacking uh, skin and, and, and kick pads uh, was soothing to me as a as a 20-year-old who was just smoking weed from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. Um, but every now and then... I say every now and then, quite often actually, something would uh, would just catch me. And I, I distinctly remember that I thought about this, and I wrote this down. I distinctly remember watching uh, Alexander Otsuka versus the Great Sasuke yep. uh, from like 2000, 1999 maybe. And yep. it's just a weird hybrid match where Sasuke is doing like you know doing all of his usual Sasuke shit, but Atsuka is also like does like a space flying tiger drop, I think. Anybody? Rem- <laughs> he he could he could do them. Uh, he did the corkscrew plancha. Uh, Ikeda was the one who did like the modified uh, sauce. Oh, it was Ikeda. Yes, it yeah. was Ikeda. Um, it was oh, that the, the famous the, match the, from '99. Quite often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oscar's is fucking insane. He gets incredible, especially because he's a gig- he's a, he's huge. Yeah. Um, the and he butcher. just gets he just gets huger. Did you um have you seen either of his matches that have surfaced this year? Uh versus Dan Severn, right? One of them? There's the Severn and then there's the Ikeda twenty fifth anniversary tie. He is so swollen looking. I don't think he looks unhealthy. He just he just looks like an old version of himself, but you're like Your metabolism man. changes at a certain point, right? Uh, <laughs> he's so wow. I don't know, it's weird. But he um uh, yeah, and it's just like, like so. I mean, so many. Um, and I mean, that's something about like battle arts. I mean, I think we and it's like, like there's a lot of just style, but it's not like it's it's intentional because Yuki Ishikawa has like, I think he has a very distinct sense of humor, but he doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't dwell on it too much. He's not, but it like like he'll just. I mean, like there's a lot of weird matches and there's matches that are just completely insane but like like backland like bringing in bob backland and in 99 or whatever right yeah and was a regular in in battle arts they brought him in a bunch yeah Yeah. it was it was random that's a great era i I really i really um sasuke is good he not a guy who does but you think of his map but i mean he can and it's weird and now we don't because we never see Michinoku Pro anymore it's like we don't know if he has the maestro stuff like like Taka and Dick Togo and, and Teo like all of these guys he uh, either trained or was like at least there for while Almada was training them or who can actually like have straight up maestro matches um Taka is like phenomenal the maestro thing considering that like his presence in New Japan is just to be like the shouty little cheerleader guy, right. like him versus like Masamune or something last year in uh, K Dojo it was great shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like that. Match. But you're like, eh, but um, and then but it's like, have you? I, I was talking to Eric Ritz about this because it's it's important. The have you seen the um match with him facing off um with Cassandro from '92 in UWA? Who um, Sasuke. Sasuke and Cassandra? Sasuke, yeah, it's Sasuke and uh, El Matematico versus Rudy Reyna and a super young Cassandra. <laughs> Rudy Reyna, 
Is this in Mexico or is this in Japan? No, it's in UWA um, in Mexico. Uh, old ass Matematico, but he does. He still does the uh, fucking um, Muscle Buster hold, which is better looking than the Muscle Buster drop. Yeah. <laughs> Controversial opinion. I don't actually like the Muscle Buster drop that. Okay. It, At it least killed compared, Tyson Kidd, okay? Yes, but compared <laughs> to that or the drop to your knees version, which looks fucking lethal, um, yeah. it's like sort of like a disappointment. <laughs> and. But here's the thing, and you're just like, this is, and like, they do like all, they, they're breaking out like all of these ridiculous spots. They do the, the cross-legged headstand spot where you do the, um, like, they, they're slapping each other on the head, like, while they're in the, like, crossed, like, like, uh, hands, like, the mirrored headstand. Sure. I can't think of the name of that spot. I don't know what that is. Up. That spot is so silly. It, the, the, yeah, they've got I, the... I know exactly what you're talking about. I've yeah, done that, it, everybody I've done knows that spot, but I don't fucking know what the name of it is. No, you've you've done that spot? Who, who did you do that spot with? We're talking the thing where your legs are laced together mm-hmm. and then your hand's standing and then you slap each other in the face. Give each other little slaps right. while trying not to fall over, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I... I I've done. I mean, I did it a bunch of times in, in backyard, but uh, okay. the only time I've done it on a in a pro match was last year, uh, in one of my matches. That was probably one of my better ones that people seem to like. Uh, versus another guy from up here named Artemis Spencer. Yes, okay. Artemis Spencer is getting a lot of who is starting to break out. Which yeah. I know a lot of people think he's. I haven't seen much, but I know he is really well regarded. Um, so if you ask anyone in the Northwest who the best wrestler in the Northwest is, they're going to tell you. Artemis Spencer. Huh. So, um, and they're, yeah, they're they're right. I, I'll tell you Artemis Spencer as well. So, um, so a <laughs> uh, little bit of a like a, a a friendly rivalry there, huh? A little bit. Like we kind of run in different circles um, because he um, he's like the he's the Defy like poster boy now. Right. Um, right. I saw so, him. I like, saw him. Somebody retweeted the Defy thing, and he was on it. And I was like, huh? I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, if- so he, we we managed to get him on two, three, two one battle shows, and then um, one of them was was against myself, and one of them was against uh, Nicole Matthews. Right. Um, and and then shortly thereafter, they started using him regularly on Defy shows, and and now he kind of just does those. So, um, but um, we we are still like we're buddies, and we'll we'll train together occasionally. Uh, last summer. I had the uh, second Timothy Thatcher match upcoming, yeah. and he was the very next night. He was wrestling Matt Riddle, and so we got together a couple a couple times in the weeks leading up to those matches to like uh, work on not getting our asses kicked by dudes who could kick <laughs> our asses. Yes. Well, that gives us an easy segue. Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. Um, yes. Three matches. I watched all. I, I rewatched the first two, and then I watched the third one about an hour before we started talking. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know where to start with this. Uh, he puts you over in part one. Uh, Thatcher is like a very humble sort of guy from the from the looks of it. Very, um, very much so. Very much so. Like he's look. He's been everywhere. I mean, has he has he really been to Japan? As Thatcher, I don't think he's really gone over there at all. I don't think so. No, it's so strange. Yeah, there's buddy, just I mean, nobody like that would he, that would that would book him right. I guess right. Like he's not going to go work fucking twenty five minute epics with Okada doing wrist control or whatever the fuck. Yeah, only only if 
Hideki Suzuki basically got like said, say, "Hey, big, do big this. Japan's like strong division seems yeah. like the best fit for him." But and they, they well, up, up until recently, they never would book a white person, um, which is totally fair. I totally get it. Um, I think we've talked briefly about the nationalism uh, in Big Japan. Uh, of course, it's over now because we got Drew Parker over there making uh, vaporwave videos in 2019 of him hitting people with fucking light tubes. Very strange. Um, we uh, luckily we did get to see Hideki and and Thatcher at Bloodsport, uh, yep. a show that you should have been on. But we'll move on from that. Um, I I showed up to the building because I was on the show immediately afterwards. Right, and right as Josh Barnett and Minoru Suzuki were like coming back from the ring, like dripping sweat, and it was like I literally walked into the room. I was greeted by those two, and I was like, "Oh damn, all right." <laughs> so, like, I don't like that match. I did not like. I did not. I I liked it, but I I don't. I think I think it was more of a just. I don't know. I thought it was the second worst match in the show behind Severn and uh, and uh, Mir. Like Mir, yeah, (laughs) which wasn't even a match. Um, No, I. All right, we'll get to we'll get to Mania weekend. Uh, The Thatcher feud. You you beat him in the first one. He gives you the uh, Dematis Helig scar scarf. um, The the ring comp scarf. Um, that's really cool. Obviously, that's him putting you over in the biggest possible way. And that was that was way back 2017, right? Which is the earliest match that we've really that we're really going to talk about here. There's honestly there's very little worth talking about before that match. So yeah, I mean that's fair. We and we 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 discussed I suck sticks, so we we covered it, right? <laughs> we, we got we got our bases covered. There was I suck sticks, and then I wrestled Tim Thatcher, and then yeah. the rest is history. At some point, Jonah Block charged you more than you expected for a T-shirt design. That's uh, yeah. we're getting we're hitting all the all the all the hot the high spots here. Yes. Um, uh, part two of the Thatcher feud, um, which I thought. I, I think I preferred the first match between these two. I, I I think the big part of it is I liked you as a as a baby face uh, defending against the not you know not that it's like super well defined. This is the Indies in the fucking late twenty teens. Like this is it's hard to like actually um, get a crowd to to go along with anything like that. Although I, I feel like three two one battle does a has a nice audience that will play along, um, but. You as a you coming out to Teenage Kicks, which is a great fucking song. What's what's your heel music? What is that song? It's like some post rock shit. Like I mean, it's I'm say, I say it's shit. It's not. It's no, cool. it, it's some it's some post rock shit. So um, uh, I think this is the first time I've ever really been asked about it in on uh, recorded form. And so I'm you didn't ask me to explain the psychology behind it, but I'm going to. Um, so it's a two minute segment from a 30 minute song <laughs> by uh, uh, a Canadian, a Canadian band called Godspeed you black emperor. Okay. Of hell. Yeah. Sure. Um, who are uh, from Montreal. Um, and the song's called Providence. And, oh, okay. Okay. And so yeah. you can actually play the song from the, from the start. And there's like a 45 second intro before, before, what I use kicks in kind of thing. Is that on is that on the first album, F sharp, A sharp or whatever? It's on F sharp, A sharp, Infinity, okay. yeah. That's yeah. their first LP. Yeah. yeah. Cool fucking uh, album. Probably my favorite album by them. Uh I, I love all their records. Like they literally have never made a bad record as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, good but comeback you're too. Quite right. That one that one's very good. The one I listen to probably the most is um Lift Your Skinny Fists Like Antennas to Heaven. But I think that's the first yeah, one Sam. most of us heard. 
right? And I've yeah. I have also done a t-shirt design that it yep. does a very hard nod towards yep. that that uh, which may be my favorite t-shirt design ever, honestly. The one where I've got the guy in the cattle mutilation with his arms up in the air and they're doing the 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 fist the hand glowing ember kind of thing, like the yeah. like the album design. So. Um, uh, shout out to Alec George Hugel who did that t-shirt design for me and has done a bunch of cool t-shirt designs for me. Nice. Um, someone that I met through backyarding. Oh, hey, yeah. networking. networking. So, yeah. <laughs> um, who also does t-shirt designs for CCK now. So great. And and I I met CCK WrestleMania weekend and they're like, oh hey, you know Alec? And I was like, yeah, you know, you know, and that's what we bonded over. So that was kind of cool. But we're, we're huge the kid Lycos fans here at Wrestling Is Gross. Um. Yeah. I on, honestly, I've never seen one of his matches. You don't. You don't need to. They're nice guys. They're yeah, nice I'm guys. sure. Yeah, uh, Lo- lovely blokes. Um, yeah. The psychology, though, I it's. I'm guessing it's to disorient and to confuse and to make people mad. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I honestly don't watch nearly as much wrestling as I should. But um, oh no no, I'm I'm talking about the uh, the the Godspeed you Black Emperor. Uh, just the, oh the psychology. Yeah yeah yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, you you picked up on what I was starting to talk about, and then I completely abandoned that. So that's all right. Um, professional podcast here. Yeah, you're you're better at this than I am. So, um, the you're, audio you're, 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 you're basically right. So <laughs> when I when I did a heel turn from from Babyface Daniel Makabe, who you know triumphantly survived Timothy Thatcher and tapped him out and got the scarf and whatever, and, and came out to Teenage Kicks. Um, when I turned from that, I basically wanted, like, anti-theme music. I wanted something with no, like, strong beat or hook uh, that people weren't going to want to, like, sing or, or dance to. Because, like, people used to, like, literally dance in the aisles to that song. They were so yeah. into it. Yeah, you can and hear so, it in that first in that first match. I feel like you. It's like a very like uh, progress wrestling Jimmy Havoc coming out and they sing along to AFI, which I don't want to. That's a really shitty thing for me to say to compare you to. Uh, you're not like that at all. But no, it's that's, got that that's atmosphere. Fair. That's fair. I've, I've actually I've compared three two one to what I, I think pro, pro, like progress. I'm not progress. progress. <laughs> Screw you, Smallman. Is like supposed to, especially early, like but without but nobody is annoying as as annoying as Smallman. Yeah. Um, if they book you, I, I just want to say that I did not call him annoying, except yeah. for all the other times I called him annoying. Yeah, because yeah. he is. Oh, I know. Uh, they've well, they've, 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 they've the never booked me, so it's fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, you versus Volter, and uh, they're going to run Vancouver finally, right? That, that, I can't believe they're doing Robbo versus Walter in Toronto. I I backyarded against Robbo in a field in, in England in two thousand and nine. <laughs> all right, Siobhan is not a big Robbo. Fan. Uh Robbo has become a big meme. Obviously, I don't know if you've seen. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not good at the internet, so I have not seen any memes about him. But uh, it's it's kind of a private meme. Our friends at the Bad Wrestling Podcast recently did a whole episode um, a, a, about the Osprey Jimmy Havoc Paul Robinson uh, saga that has been going on in pro. pro- God fucking damn it! Progress, <laughs> not progress. Progress uh, over the last couple years. Um, and Siobhan, I, I apologize for, for going this deep into this, but the man wrestled Robbo. It's, that is important. <laughs> Robbo ha- seems like, he seems like an, um, like the prototypical, like backyarder, but in, I don't mean that insultingly. I mean that like he, uh, he seems like perfect for that, for that environment. It's just like 
don't put him in put, put him in Wembley Arena and it's like <laughs> really <laughs> really God but bless he seems, him. But this whole goofy energy does fit like I, I love the idea of like Butlin's backyard like yeah, yeah that no that's Paul that's Paul Robinson Man. yes that so that was that in Essex no no it was in Aylesbury which okay. was um they're both really close to London. Like Essex is kind of northeast of London. Aylesbury, I think, is northwest or southwest. I don't remember. It's been ten years. Um, is, so that was one of those like big like international backyard super shows. That, that... Yeah, there was a group there uh, called SWF, which stood for Satanic Wrestling Federation. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and they ran their big show of the year was called Heat Fest. Yeah, okay, every summer, sure. I and it feel became that. like <laughs> it became the like go to show in England. Like all the artists from all across England would go, but then and and Wales and some from Scotland even I think. Um, but then the last couple years, a bunch of us came over from North America as well. So yeah, that's awesome. That's and so they had a ring. I'm guessing that was like a real. There's there's a ring. Yeah, yeah cool. I. I might try to look that up. I really want to I'll, see you and I'll Robin. Say, I'm, I'm just keeping a list of notes of stuff to discuss after we go off the air, so I'll, <laughs> I'll go into further detail with that. So. Amazing. Um, okay. Thatcher Part 2. Let's see. What, what are the notes? I, I I didn't take a ton of notes on these matches because I'd already seen them, and I felt like I was going to be able to just go, oh, yeah, I remember this and this and this, but I don't, and I can't, and I won't. Uh, but you work as a heel. You got the scarf. You come back with the scarf. Um, this feels like a more physical matchup, and I, I, normally that would be more my style, right? Um, l- let me ask you this question: Does it hurt to uh, does it hurt your hand to chop that chest of Timothy Thatcher? Um, it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He yeah. is. He is like. And honest, honestly, between match two and match three, I think he's gotten even bigger. So. Yeah. I. I. I think that's probably true. Um. He. All right, so I wrote down, and I shared this with Siobhan, uh, we, we should at some point discuss Timothy Thatcher's potential other career as a gay porn star, um, because he is uh, in- incredibly sexy in a very, like, uh, just... He is, a, he is a goddamn bear. There is yeah, no other way around I, it. I don't, I don't, I, I it's, th- thoughts on Thatcher's sexuality, Daniel. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm making a note for later, but okay. I will I will briefly state uh, I posted some pictures from our most recent match on Twitter recently, and just as like a quick like, hey, here's some cool pictures from this match. Also, watch it if you haven't. And one of the comments was from a local worker who just like saw the pictures. He's like, man, I bet Timothy Thatcher like gets a lot of ass or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, he probably does, but. I think if if I found that and retweeted it, uh, there's a good chance that that uh, we could we could really get you th- uh, th- your your post thrust th- thrust thrust into the uh, like the the gay porn side of of Twitter. Um, I, I, I we're gonna we're gonna work on that because I, I feel Great. like that's an untapped that's, market. That's just what I've always wanted. Yeah, so you, you're, you're ripped to your menchies. Um, no, I, I've. I love Tiffany Thatcher. I remember watching him and Biff Busick in the fucking Beyond Garage or, or the CCW Dojo or whatever that was. The CCW Dojo, yeah, that match, that match is cool. And just thinking, this match is like awesome. It's nuts. It's like got a great pace to it. And boy, I just want to watch these guys fuck each other. Uh, but you know, uh, great match, great match. Part three, I think, is the best of the of the three. Uh, uh, yeah, I would agree on that. 
feel the same way? You wrestled yeah. it, Makabe. Um, I don't know. I I haven't watched. Admittedly, I haven't watched the first two in forever. Mm. Um, I didn't watch either of them before uh, the third one. Weird. Um, I would have done that. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like before match two, I was going to watch match one, and I decided against it. And then before match three, I was going to watch match one and two, and I decided against it. Um, well, so if you one, do that, you like you like like I get the idea. Just let's do callbacks, right? Let's build from one match to another. Which well, is a- we, we which we did regardless. Sure, sure. So, so like, here's the secret. I have a really good memory, <laughs> and right. and so does he. So, so like, we were just like, I didn't have to watch the match to remember what are the focal points that we should be referencing, right? Yeah. And, if, if, and if you rewatch it, you run into the danger of doing it too hard and it coming off as yeah, Gargano. Uh, very yeah, very storytelling. Yeah, very as, storytelling. As where yeah, just and this gifts shit. It, yeah. Admittedly, like I'm, I'm usually like a wealth of ideas. So, like, I keep a file on my on my phone. Where if I get an idea, I write it down, and cool. then if it's specifically for a specific opponent, I'll, I'll make mention of that. Or if it's just this is a general idea, I can do this whenever, right? Cool. Um, and there's been opponents recently where I've watched a bunch of footage on them, and I've written down like twenty ideas, and then I get. And obviously, I'm not expecting to use all of them, right? And some things I can repurpose for other people and some things I can't, right? But uh, I've had times where I, I have all these ideas that I think are great, and then I bring them forth to the person, and they don't think they're great. And so um, there is – you can go both ways, right? It's sure. good to have ideas and to be you know, creative and to, you know, to try and think of things ahead of time. But sometimes that can bite you in the ass as well, right? So um, – I, I didn't think it was necessary for for the, these matches, so I yeah I, I haven't rewatched them. But um, a- after the third match was over, uh, and this is the first time I've said this publicly, but I was really unhappy with it. Huh. Um, yeah, and then I I've been assured since then by everybody that I'm I'm an idiot. But well, what um, about it? Why why did you feel that way? Um, there was one m- moment that I wasn't. I was really unhappy with, which in hindsight you can't even tell that it what's going on. Um, and I got um, way more tired than I wanted to, mm-hmm. or ex- or I expected to. He guessed um, you. Well, yeah, and it's not e- it's not hard against him, right? Right. Um, I can imagine. But one thing was, and and this is where it kind of differed was I didn't get particularly tired in the second match. Um, and so I was just kind of expecting it to be similar to that. But where the match differed is the second match, I was very much in control for big segments of it. Mm. Um, and that's not as tiring. <laughs> but yeah. having to work from the bottom against Timothy Thatcher will wear you out, uh, even though this is a work and blah, 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 blah. But um, Getting European uppercutted by that fucking capital M man has got to be a thing that takes some life out of you every time. Uh, yeah, yeah, but honestly, the, gra- the grappling's the, the grappling's the most sure. tiring part of anything, right? So, um, so yeah, I just I felt I was I was tired and um, didn't perform to the best of my ability, and uh, I got dropped funny on a suplex in the match, and I got knocked a little wonky, hmm. uh, and I, I, I've since watched it back. I don't think you can tell, but um, but yeah, so my shoulder is still kind of messed up from that. And so yeah, all oh, great. These... Going into some of the biggest book- bookings of your life, you're still oh, a little August fucked up. Is, August is the craziest month of my <laughs> life, and one thing for sure hasn't been announced yet, and cool. another thing isn't a 
official, but it might be happening, and so... So you're working a death match versus Carrie Awful at Crux Wrestling. Is that what you're alluding to? Great. I knew it. I, I was so actually... Exciting. I was actually... They actually wanted me for, for that day, but I, I can't... I couldn't get down there quick enough to, to do sure. it. Sure. You have to, like, work uh, and shit. <laughs> I have to work and shit. Yeah. yeah. So anyways... Uh, so the, yeah, the long and the short of it was I'm, I'm my own worst critic and I didn't, I wasn't happy with the match immediately afterwards, but having since watched it back, I mean, it's probably the best of the three. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that post- sucks that you feel that way, but you're wrong. Cause it's, it's awesome. It's fucking yeah. great. I I, yeah. I, I I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's your best match of the year. Um, and I'm not going to say the Gresham match, which I like the Gresham match, but it feels, it's, it, it feels a little different. Um, sure. it's, it feels more like a. Uh, I told I told Siobhan it felt like a like a beyond match or like you know like a, a more common indie wrestling match. Um, yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, Gresham is amazing, um, obviously. But the Fred Yehi match, uh, yes. Which Siobhan, you said a, a very hyperbolic thing to me earlier. Uh, do you want to go ahead and just repeat that? Uh, my match of the year over Metallica Virus. Yeah. Reminiscent of Metallica Virus as a fucking match, which was absolute. I mean, I think that's such a like instant classic. I mean, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. I, and I, but I think yeah, and I don't know. That would just it just fucking worked. It was exactly the match I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um we don't get to see Yehi much anymore. It's so fucking stupid. It's criminal. That guy should be everywhere yeah. and he he is not he like stylistically to you is a very good fucking very good opponent but also good compliment because he's also has a illustrious backyard career as being a right. guy who does not work anything like a backyarder like right. you expect like yep. his his grappling on a trampoline him doing an amateur like like it's just so wild to see and like how he it's like and that's still the way he does it he doesn't he has only evolved on that but it's it's like just so trippy and just like this is a guy who is committed to a vision that has kind of screwed him in a way but is made him maybe the, the one of the most consistently entertaining and interesting wrestlers in the fucking world yeah so oh well <laughs> so all right so before we get like deep into the match match uh I, it's not my match of the year my match of the year is still dominic garini versus joshua bishop uh but this made my list all right <laughs> do you go by dan do we say dan i prefer daniel but you okay. can call me dan i'm not gonna I call you dan i remember so. when they started call when randy orton started calling daniel bryan dan and i was just like oh, i can't i need to stop watching this fucking product um <laughs> mania weekend uh yes i I don't think Pizza Party was announced before, and we're going to get into some territory here if you don't feel comfortable talking about it. No, uh, go, I, I, I think I know where you're, where you're going, so yeah. it, um, the we'll fucking, go there. I don't care. Mamma Mia. The, Mamma Mia. The VA gent, Mike. Um, of course, the dissolution of Nova Pro. You were supposed to wrestle, and you still did wrestle that show. Um, unfortunately, not in the spot that you should have been in, although I did like the match. The Saturday uh, morning, uh, I guess noon show, um, which became Orange Cassidy something whatever or whatever the fuck that show was called. Um, Nova Pro was supposed to make their, you know, Northeast debut, glorious Northeast debut. And they had already booked you. You were going to be in the, was it the Commonwealth Cup? Is that? I was, yeah, yeah, the Commonwealth Cup, which was, would have been June. A couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. 
it's, it's usually in June, I think. Uh, which you well, know. that's a, that's a lost match. You versus uh, most underrated, and now he is working nowhere. Sadly, John oh, Kerman. He is he is easily the most underrated guy on the Indies. John it is, Kerman. Like, fuck, I forgot. I forgot he even exists. He doesn't fucking. He only works the DC, and he doesn't have to get him in crab. Does, get him in crab wrestling. Put him in flying. He does the BJJ training, but he's he's so good. That run in 2017 yeah. with Nova Pro working is like one of second from the bottom. Like, are, are we are we being funny or do we know we actually yes? No, John or, Kerman is fucking awesome. Okay, that's not that's not who I was supposed to wrestle though. Yeah. That we were going no, to say right. someone else who's extremely fucking underrated. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I just Mania hit me weekend. how much I want that John Kerman match. Fair enough. Maybe no, weekend. No, uh, no Eric, Eric Royal is. is Eric Royal right. is insanely underrated. I cannot understand why Keith Lee gets it's like Keith Lee gets signed and okay, so there's a vacuum and Eric Royal should fill that vacuum immediately. He yeah, should have been should... filling the Keith Lee vacuum before Keith Lee had his big thing. Not to do that thing, but. We know how promoters think. Like, yeah, not to no, for sure. Like, big yeah. athletic black guy. Like, yeah. Well, who do we get? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck, man. Like, they, that's that is Gabe's shit. That is what he does. I. I it's so. It's so sad. Uh, I, as a person who has uh, on record watched uh, every single episode of CWF Worldwide from 2016 to early 2018, uh, up until the the uh, big Brad Stutz shit happened. Uh, God bless him. Um, uh, what did you say? A beautiful, beautiful mind. mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he'll. I'm sure he'll be there this weekend. Uh, we forgive you, Brad. <laughs> um, come back. Only man come back who to understood CWF. How, he's the only man who understood how to book Trevor Lee, which That's shouldn't right. be that hard to understand. But yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, Eric Royal. Fuck that. That was a match that got announced. It was supposed to be the main event of Nova Pro. Making his debut in Nova Pro, right? That would have been your first match there? Uh, yes, it would have been, yeah. And Eric Royal, uh, as close to an ace that they had, besides, what, Sanjay or Logan Easton LaRoe, who I'm not a big fan of, but I, I get And what. Sanjay, of course, has is, is Dawn anyway. So yeah, he like, works for the fucking... Hopefully... Crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy that he's got a job at, at WWE. Um, I, and... I, we were we were over the fucking moon. What does this match even look like, right? Like that is such a weird, unique opponent for you um, and for him. Like how many? Like I mean, I guess he's got great matches with Trevor Lee. You would have had a killer fucking match with Trevor Lee. Obviously, Trevor Lee can work mat work. Can I ask you something about Trevor Lee? Is that the same Trevor Lee that was a backyarder in the early two thousands? No, 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 was okay. not. Okay, uh, the, the running when, shooting star when, press. When, that that when guy this did. Trevor Lee, <laughs> when this Trevor Lee came around, I was like, "Who the fuck does this guy think he is?" Like, he's no Trevor Lee. Okay, um, Trevor Lee that everyone knows on the indies is like ten years junior. Okay. The Trevor Lee that you're referencing. Okay. He's bo- uh, yeah, he's born in '93. He is in- still insanely young. Um, and find some footage of Trevor and he Lee was doing the, that running shoot. And star. his dad worked uh, Omega. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And his and his dad dad recently passed away, I believe. Right. Uh, I, he yeah. he worked AAW in LaSalle, a show that I was at. Um, like three days after, and he cut. He was a heel there, but he cut like a babyface promo about it. And I thought he was going to go full on, like uh, he was going to do a heel, uh, like shooting on his dad or something. And it, like at first, I was like, oh, I'm disappointed. But then I was like, oh man, that's an incredibly sincere promo uh, from a guy who usually works heel. I, I, I'm a big Trevor Lee guy. I can't help it. 
So the the original Trevor Lee that you're you're referencing that the people listening to this probably are not familiar with, he was based in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, right? Um, for a group called PSW, which was Poverty Stricken. Yes, Wrestling. yes. Oh yeah. They they had a working relationship with Garbage Everywhere Wrestling, who we referenced previously, home of Matt Shock and Nasty Russ, Greg uh, Dick, Cheese Dick, Greg Dick, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dave Maynard, of course. Dave everyone. fucking Maynard. Skills, right? Josh Abercrombie? Uh, yeah, Josh Abercrombie. Yeah, like a lot of people who, who went, went on to work at D&Ds. Um, I get so excited um, to hear these names. I'm sorry. I just lose my fucking shit. It's so, so exciting to me. That that Trevor Lee now lives we, in there. We have a lot of losing my edge moments. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Least. That, you and Phil are talking about uh, ECWA, guys. Yeah. Ooh la la. That might as well have been the fucking losing my edge bit. Yeah. It's great. Uh, so yes, yeah, sorry, uh, Daniel. When when I no when I no get worries. I'll I'll wrap excited. this up real quick. Uh, <laughs> that tra- that Trevor Lee now lives in Nashville and came to see me wrestle for Sup this oh, past man. November. Hell yeah! And has already bought his tickets to come to Sup in August as well. So if you see um, him, tell him he st- he still has fans and that he has the greatest shooting star press. I've ever and, seen. And what what I will say is anyone go on YouTube and search Trevor Lee Mullet Burden, uh, which is <laughs> a reference to the, the song The Mullet Burden by the Dillinger Escape Plan. Ah, I, I didn't and, get the reference, although I did get my ass kicked at one of their shows one time. And there is a it's a sub two minute highlight video of that Trevor Lee set to that song, and it oh, is the best. I will link it, is, it in the notes. I, that sounds amazing. I still watch it on the reg. I'm gonna watch it as soon as this episode's over. Oh, I got man. it up on my phone right now. So oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, okay, so different Trevor Lee, Eric Royal. So the match doesn't happen. Uh, yes, the match may never happen. It should. Pizza party. Whoever the fuck runs pizza party, uh, pizza man, uh, book it um, because. That Matt is- the Mal, uh, fucking Mr. Delicious himself. Uh, I don't know. Can you get to wherever the hell they are in Georgia? Where it's at? Who, me? Yeah, you. That's that's a ways away from here. <laughs> I have no idea where the hell that specific... I don't... I don't... I don't know where the hell that is in Georgia. Yeah, somewhere in Georgia. I mean, just outside, I think I assume that everything's just out, just outside of Atlanta. That's yeah. that's my assumption of all places in Georgia. I do that. I thought the same thing, and then I, I looked up where uh, Cornelia, like the famous Wild Side Anarchy, the church is, and it, it's like a hundred miles north yeah. somehow. It's a it's a tall state. Um, so you uh, you get booked for pizza party, Freddie Hi. Um, just. Incredible match, obviously, but I wanted to ask you. The, all right, you worked that interspecies wrestling show. I don't know who that guy. That was a cool, like short, like eight minute match. Um, who was who's the guy you wrestled for that for that show? Uh, his name's Jonathan Rukin. He's from right. uh, the Ottawa area. He mostly works uh, for yeah interspecies and C four. Yeah, and uh, and a, a couple uh, other groups that run in in that. Ottawa's right on the border with Quebec, so he mostly yeah. wrestles in Ontario and Quebec. So cool, uh, yeah, that's a cool match. Uh, then, of course, the the Orange Cassidy show. You worked the dodgeball match, which is just a ten man tag, right, or a ten person intergender tag with ten person tag. Yeah, uh, I have no idea who all was in that. I know Faye Jackson and uh, what Veda Scott were the team captains. Faye, uh, Faye Jackson, low key, maybe the nicest person I met WrestleMania weekend. She she's such a, awesome. she's super nice. I still haven't gotten to see the match between her and uh, Big Twan from AIW. That's one of the only AIW shows from this year I haven't watched. 
that, uh, that sounds good though yeah uh, you got to listen to the like recent aiw podcast with big twan where dominic greeny like asked him about faye jackson and uh and he's just like oh man and my, my girlfriend's not gonna hear this right like <laughs> uh incredible stuff uh so that's a cool match that's a really high energy uh match that stood out on that show that was a lot of like just fun uh like comedy stuff uh really cool really cool match and but the the centerpiece for your mania your mania week is the the yay high match at pizza party and uh what I, was gonna, a, I thought you were you were gonna make a joke and and say it was the eight man tag that i got thrown into on black label Pro. oh i forgot about that oh, where cw kicked the shit out of you yeah, huh? hell yeah that great lineup in that match yeah i i'm i'm no no lie C.W. Anderson hit me harder than I've ever been hit in my life. Yeah, yeah. He knocked knocked me into next fucking week. I, I saw it. I was man. I was so excited. I was like, I forget what I was doing that day. I, I, I had some. I had to leave for some reason. Um, but I was watching that stream as it was happening, and I remember you came out uh, for the battle royal that was on that show, right? No, I just I I was supposed you, to be in that battle royal, yeah, and then I, sh- I showed up, and they were and like, then... "No, we're going to add you, you and CW to the six man and making an eight man." So. Okay, so I remember your name. Yeah, they called your name during the battle royal, and I was like, "Oh, I don't see him or whatever." But like, I remember leaving during that battle royal, and then I came back down for a minute, and I still had the stream running, and you were in there uh, mixing it up with Gary J or whoever. Um, or were you on Gary J's side? I'm not. No, really I was. Sure. I was against Gary J. Okay, yeah, you were on yeah, the Jake on the Parnell, Parnell side. Yeah, 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 that's the side to be on, in my opinion. Um, uh, but the yay high match. Um, God, we could talk for a while about CW Anderson, but we won't because I got to go eat dinner <laughs> in like ten minutes. Um, yay high match. It's it's just he works. We've we talked a few times on the show about closeness, about like. Um, like never getting away from your opponent, uh, never like giving an inch of, of, of space between you and them. So you're always maintaining contact, always maintaining control. Uh, we talked about it during, have you seen Perot and Kampf, the Dave Taylor versus Franz von Boyten match from, uh, Hamburg? I have, I have not, but it sounds interesting. It's a chain yeah. slash flag match. That's all mat work. <laughs> Okay. It's, yeah. it's it's the raw shit you'll ever say. It's so good. It's the greatest uh, thing we've ever talked about on the show. Dave, Dave Taylor and who? A friends von Boyten. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll send you a link. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is like that. Um, this this just wrist control. The commentators say, which is a a fucking joke at this point. Uh, but this is like this is not this is not Okada shit. Um, God bless Okada, um, whatever. Uh, but this is like dirty limb work. This is dirty mat work. Yehai, uh, he takes a lot of the early portions of this match, it seems like. And his, his like limb work is not that silky smooth, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. working a night eight of the G1 versus Sonata bullshit. This is like, th- th- this, we got a single camera. It feels like Black Terry Jr., uh, it's very close, and Yehai is just such a close worker. He, there's a moment in this match where you try to whip him off the ropes, or maybe he's got you in a headlock and try to bounce him off. Um, and instead of just hitting the ropes, he just does a front roll, turns around, grabs you in a hold. 
Like, he, he, he doesn't have time for that bouncing off the ropes bullshit. It's just constant attacks. Uh, it seems like it would be exhausting to work him. Uh, it's exhausting. To, it's exhausting to work him. I assure you. <laughs> it, it, it just a he gives you a power bomb at one point that felt like a shoot. Uh, it just ah, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful match. Um, and I didn't see this until today. I watched this. I watched this this morning. Um, and I, I was I just sitting on my deck having a cigarette and watching it in multi window uh, mode on my phone, a tiny screen with the notes app on the bottom of my screen, just losing my mind. Definitely not the way to watch any wrestling match, but unfortunately the way that I I watch a lot of wrestling these days. Um, so you get an advantage at one point uh, by pulling the rope back and having it snap into his face, uh, which up until that point it felt very clean technical this sort of establishes you i think this is like this is just the subtle like in ring alignment change like storytelling on a on such a like a, a, a basic level that you just don't see enough because you didn't come out i mean i the video we watched doesn't have entrances but um i'm sure you come out to godspeed you black emperor you've you like her being your character you know you're doing your thing um, but the crowd is still into you. Papa Hales is there in his pink shirt or whatever, uh, you know, losing his mind for you because, of course, he is. Um, but this this puts the the cards on the table. Uh, you can't get an inch on Yehai, so you cheat. Um, I I just I love this shit. I I that's the I don't know if you put a ton of thought into that, but when I watched that, I was just like this. This is like really masterful, like subtle shit for for modern indie wrestling, uh, and that's I'll stop ranting about this. It's very yeah, exciting. No. Um, you don't even remember that spot, do you? No, I do. I do okay. remember it, but <laughs> that would have been hilarious. So this you. is like I didn't even know how to like properly describe this or the 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 reason for this. I guess uh, I'm I normally um, go back and watch all my matches like immediately afterwards um, because, and there's lots of people who tell you they don't watch their work because they find it cringy or whatever. But like, I, I think you should watch your work. I think you should listen, you know, yeah. you should, you should listen to the music you play. You should watch the films you make or you are part of or whatever. We listen I, to I this think, podcast. We, we listen to our own shit. We can't help it. Uh, absolutely. Right. You find out what, what you did well, what you can improve upon, what, what you liked, what you didn't like, you know, what you could take and expand upon, whatever. Right. Um, I have watched none of my matches from WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. None well, of them. You should watch. I watched, I watched every single match I've had this year, except for those matches. And I don't know why. Did you have a bad week? <laughs> I, um, no, I had, I had a good week. I, there were things I wish had worked out differently, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I wish I had been able to sell merch, but it was basically impossible to do so at the collective. Um, interesting. Is yeah, that something they, you want to get into, or no, like whatever. People have mentioned it. I tweeted about it as it was happening. There was literally a single table at the back of the room that, you know, like there was fifty people on every show, right? Um, and just the way that they ran, they streamlined that show where um, 
the shows would end, they'd have to clear the room out, and then they'd have to basically reset the yeah. building for the next show, and then let doors open 30 minutes before the next show. There was literally no time to sell merch you know, before or after, and almost all the shows ran without an intermission. Without an intermission, because, yeah. Because they were trying to cram so much into their two-and-a-half-hour windows, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So no, I I, I definitely. Uh, I mean, I don't need to get into it, but I lost money on merch that that weekend for sure. You uh, didn't sell any at the pizza party. I sold a few things at pizza party, but I shipped all my merchandise there, so I didn't have to oh, take it. Oh shit! And yeah. then I had to ship it home, and I figured I'd be able to move a good chunk of it, and I moved almost none of it, so I had to pay for shipping both ways. So um, that sucked big time. Yeah, that definitely sucks. Uh, Sh- Siobhan, is there anything you want to touch on in this match, like before we? move to our, our, no, our big finish here no not really it just there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of like it's it, like one of the things i think is being rediscovered is sort of finlay style working the ring yeah and sort of there's a good spot where you uh shove his uh fred's uh, arm into the turnbuckle and then he stuffs and then he like counters that with a um into the open uh, post. Yep. Uh, and that's like, that's stuff that shouldn't have to be rediscovered. That's perfect, yeah. simple stuff that just always looks good and relates back to the rope spot. Uh, that's something that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I remember him in a, uh, a Brit in a match against Josh Bottom. He did similar. There's a the similar Josh rope Bottom. Spot. Don't fucking say Josh Bottom. <laughs> he's good. I swear <laughs> He's good. He did Running. a similar rope to the next spot that looked fucking brutal. And like, I mean, like, I think, I think maybe wrestlers don't want to take those sorts of spots because they're not predictable. Oh, the ropes but suck. They look so good. They look yeah. just like and things with like in the in the uh, ring apron, things like in the turnbuckle because you're just not prepared to do that. But they look, they're worth doing because they're. If they're not going to, I don't know. If you're not going to cut a vein or something on the turn on the on the nettle on the actual turnbuckle, it seems completely worth doing because it always ramps up ramps up a match. Yeah. Without a ton of like physical effort, it would seem like. Yeah. I I agree, and that's why I, like this this is going to come off sounding really pretentious, but the you know for lack of a better word the the wrestling genius character that I I you know sure. I've, I've you know gone by for the last two years or whatever, or slightly under two years, um, is someone who doesn't necessarily cheat, cheats, but someone who finds gray areas within, you know, like, is it illegal to, to snap the ropes into someone? No, but is it, you know... It's dirty. Like? Not, not really, yeah. right? So... Um, it's not so, like outright gym breaks, like behind the referee's back shit, but it is definitely inspired by some, yeah, by some, some of that like Finleyism. Yeah, and, and it, it comes shit. from a, from a, from a dark place or a place of desperation or, yeah. or a place of, you know, but, but really, you know, within the mind of, of the, the person, or I don't want to say character that sounds pretentious, but, um, it is what it is. Sure. But within the mind of the character, it's, it's not, I'm not cheating or having to resort to these things it's i'm out i'm smarter than my opponent right so you know like yes i'm i'm better at at kind of the nuancey like the holds and stuff but also when it gets down to it i can outthink you 
and use my surroundings better than you can too, right? So and you're willing so, to sink to depths that perhaps your opponent is not, which is absolutely, absolutely. So like, so I I think about that stuff all the time, and I think of new ways to incorporate it and in use it in different manners than always going back to the same uh, tropes that certain people would. You know, if someone would, oh, I really like that spot, so I'm going to use it over and over again. I don't want to do that, right? So right. Um, well, it comes uh, across well. I think. I think if you're if you're going for some some of that sort of subtle storytelling, I think it comes across really well. I um, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, this, uh, this whole thing isn't supposed to just be a love session uh, where we we gush over your shit, but it is inevitable because you are uh, very good at this. Um, let's talk about Scenic City Invitational, where hopefully you will get to. Um, sell some merch, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted you versus Tremont, goddammit. What? <laughs> I look. All right, you're 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 facing uh, Tony Deppin, right? Yes. Uh, Tony Deppin is awesome. I love Tony Deppin. Agreed. Uh, I wanted to see you versus Tremont, or you versus like Brett Eisen or Billy Buck. I wanted. <laughs> you wanted to see me get my ass kicked. <laughs> I just I want to see you mix it up, and uh, and I mean, look, Tony Deppin also. Tony Deppin's not like a big mat work guy. I mean, he he can do that, obviously, and he has, and he will. But um, I I'm not going to say that I'm disappointed by the the the, the matchups this year, um, like the the first round uh, bookings. There's some really some really cool stuff. I I'm I'm personally honestly I hope to God, and if anyone from Scenic City is listening to this, feel free to be influenced by this. Um, I hope that we get to open because uh, I think we'll work. Uh, a hard pace that would be suitable for an opener. Yeah. Um, because I want to watch the rest of the show. Like, yeah. honestly, like there's like three or four matches in that opening round that I'm like, so stoked to see most notably is b-boy versus slim J. yeah that's that the one. So oh hell that yeah is clearly yes. the one that is straight out of 2003. Like I, have you seen yard call? No. What's that? It's slim J versus Corey Hollis. They're feud ender from last year. And, uh, uh, anarchy, anarchy wrestling, I believe is just okay. the name of it now. Yes. Uh, yeah. they had a dog collar match in may and then they had a yard call match, uh, yard call, uh, <laughs> yard call, uh, Say it back. it's the yard call. Say it um, back. It's it, I'll, I'll send you a link. It's the best. It's the, it, it, I, it defies description. Um, you need to see it and then you'll, you'll, you'll see it. You'll immediately understand exactly what it, it makes. Perfect. It makes perfect sense. If when you see it, when it's described verbally, it makes no sense at all. It's the best. Sure. It's the best. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to exchange a few links here. Um, yeah, we got a lot of. Uh, I, look, I, I, I've professed that I'm not a huge Nick Iggy fan, but I've just discovered J- Jaden Newman, and this dude fucking is. It, this is this is everything that the Southern uh, work rate like you know template. This is like the culmination. The uh, Anthony Henry. Yeah, the, yeah, the the you know, Joey Lynch or whatever like. Jaden is honestly Jaden's gonna be something like he's a really nice kid he's already been doing this for like four or five years and he's only 20 I was gonna say he seems super young um he's he's 20 he rode up to New Jersey mania week with um like the the Dylan Hales crew not booked for anything just to like show face and and like he watched the Yehi match with me from the front row and came up to both of us afterwards and was picking our brains and and 
and talking about things and, and telling us things he learned from it and, and, and kind of looking for our opinion on it. Like kid wants to learn. He wants to get better. He's working really hard. He's getting his name out there. I, I think he's got like a huge future ahead of him. He's a really nice guy too. So yeah, yeah I can't wait. I think him and AC Mac, I think they've, they've almost definitely wrestled before. I haven't seen it. I believe um, they have. Yeah. yeah. Action, you know, Matt Griffin stuff. Um, J.D. Drake, O'Shea Edwards is going to be uh, awesome. Uh, that is a match that I would have booked. Marco Stunt versus Billy Buck is also a match that I would have booked. <laughs> yep. um, and then you got your Tremont, your Ison, uh, which is as obvious as it could be. But will that's such a mean guy match? I'm so stoked for it. It'll be it. great. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, and and then there we don't know. But the the thing is, is like we don't want to say anything because like, but we know there's that quack and Bush Open Challenge, everybody keeps if if you end up losing that, everybody seems to think that that's the obvious illusion. Here's the thing, I don't right. want that because I want you to fucking, I would like for you or Slim J to win the tournament. <laughs> I don't, so here's the thing. But, either way, um, I can say unambiguously I want Big Beef Jay Garvin to win the future. So. Yeah, sure, of course. He doesn't, he's not fucking facing Quack and Bush no matter what. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will throw a, a brief shout-out for the Futures. There's a kid from Florida named Zach Cooper okay. who's in the Futures. Uh, I've wrestled him twice now. He's come. He's made two excursions up here to the Northwest for a company called Without a Cause um, that run in Everett, Washington, just, uh, just north of Seattle. Um, our first match from March is on YouTube. Our second match was two days after the most recent Thatcher match. Um it might have been harder hitting than that Thatcher match. Okay. Um, um, that's my in 3-2-1? Chest... Or that's no, in, that, that's uh, in the, another the thing? No, the Thatcher match was in 3-2-1. Two days later, the again, in Without a Cause, was a rematch Without with Zach Cooper. Okay. He's um, he's 21 years old. He's working really hard, very similar to Jaden Newman. He's, I mean, people call him Baby Walter because he looks very similar and he's oh, built very him, similar. Yeah. Okay. Um. Really nice kid who's working really hard, um, hits hits like a ton of bricks and and takes it. I'll, I assure you, I beat the crap out of him in the second match. Oh yeah, um, nice. And so, sounds like a good matchup for for Garvin and Manders. That's that's when, what I'm hoping for. When that second match goes online, people will people will talk about it. Cool. Um, and so uh, I would like. I'm looking forward to seeing what what he does in futures. He'll also be on that sub show on the Sunday afternoon. So cool. um, I'm. Looking forward to him getting out there and doing more as well. And you are, I mean, obviously, you're booked for both nights of, of whether you advance or not. Uh, you are booked I will, for I will both be nights. at both nights of Scenic City Invitational. Uh, post night two, I will also be taking part in SCI Hot Ones. Uh, <laughs> what, I don't know what is that? Is that the prom? Is, are, you, are, are you familiar with the, the YouTube show Hot Ones? I'm not. Siobhan, it's, Hot Ones? Uh, I'm familiar, yes. Okay. So you're going to be in some wings. Okay. It's 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 a wing show where they they get celebrities on and they have to eat ten um, chicken wings with gradually uh, increasing uh, levels of heat. Like they have different hot sauces, and then at the same time they have to answer a bunch of questions. Awesome. And so uh, a gentleman who's a, a commentator for SUP and a, a couple other local indies, he has organized the SCI Hot Ones where we're doing like a, a panel where we're all going to eat uh, uh, increasing in heatness, in, in hotness uh, chicken wings, although I'm a vegetarian, so I, I've been informed I'll, I'll be getting some veggie wings. Hopefully they're cool. cauliflower. Um, yeah, that sounds all right. Because I'm all about a cauliflower wing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and, and then, yeah, amazing. Guess, it can just stand in for anything, right? Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, it's myself, Jaden Newman, O'Shea Edwards, and Nick Eggy. Cool. Um, and uh, we're all very much not looking forward to it, but yet we all signed up for it. So, and that's also your final four in the tournament, right? That's that's what we're. <laughs> um, man, uh, cool. Uh, it's that's not going to be on indie wrestling TV, is it? It is being filmed by Swerve. So, okay. so okay. I don't know if it'll be on indie wrestling or if it'll go on YouTube. But yeah, he's filming it. So that's great. That sounds awesome, and that'll be a cool uh, chance to get to see like a, another side of you and like guys like O'Shea who nobody knows this guy like we just know he's tall and and wild uh and athletic nobody's like ever i I don't know anything about o'shea edwards i i i I like necro match i mean he's something special about him yeah yeah (laughs) i i like all three of those guys i've been on shows with all three of them and they're all really nice so uh i'm i'm looking forward to uh getting to suffer alongside them i guess so hell yeah um yeah all right so Friday, August 2nd, uh, at the Saudi Daisy High School uh, in Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, just outside of Chattanooga, the Cedic City Invitational 2019, uh, night one, and then again, Saturday, August 3rd. Uh, also, shout out to Action Wrestling Futures on Saturday afternoon, uh, featuring our boy, uh, Big Beef, Gnarls, Jake Garvin, who it, it does look like the opening round three was him, Manders, and Zach Cooper. That, that'll be that'll be hard hitting. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! Uh, and I think all of these are going to be streamed live, as well as Crux and uh, and, and Sup, Sup. Uh, yep. will be streamed live. It's the first year that uh, SCI has actually been streamed live, I believe. I think it's always just been. It is. It is. It is the first year it's ever been streamed live. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, is there? All right. Uh, what? Let's do plugs for at Dana Makabe on Twitter. Do you have a Facebook? Do you do that shit? No, uh, I mean, I have a personal Facebook. Don't look me up there and add me unless you're actually my friend. Okay, um, okay. Sorry, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, have add fan Makabe, pages, like the fan add, page. Add me thing. on Twitter. Add me on Instagram. Those are the two things yeah. that I have. Instagram did not start as a promotional vehicle, but I, I basically just post about wrestling on there now. So yeah, um, it's, a, it's as yeah. good a spot as any. You know, like that's that's a viable place to do shit like that. Um, but yeah, but. Um, Do you I'll, plug I'll, your band? Sure. I'll, I'll uh, believe me. I'm good. I'm good at plugging. I'll try and. All right. Uh, Let's do I'll this. try and whip whip this out real quick. Um, there was a couple of double entendres that could have been made there. That's yeah. not my intentions were. Um, you're, you're in yes, a Devo at, cover band. No, at Danny <laughs> Makabe on Twitter on Instagram. Come see me wrestle uh, at uh, SCI at, as mentioned. Um, also, if you're not familiar, three, two, one battle every other Friday night in Seattle, Washington, um, streaming live twitch.tv forward slash three, two, one battle, uh, 9 PM Pacific. If you're on the East coast, sorry, you're staying up late. Um, it's Friday. It's fine. Uh, it's a Friday. Who cares? Who works on Saturday? Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of people, not me. Though. Um, unless you count wrestling, which is another form of working. Am I right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, worker over here. The weekend after SCI, come see me wrestle for WXW, which is a crazy thing I'd never say. Wow. Uh, I'd say in my life. Um, WXW Ambition, Toronto, uh, SummerSlam weekend. Uh, opening huh. round, I will be wrestling Bobby Guns. Hell yeah. Uh, I like Bobby Guns. Yeah, a lot of people do, especially people in Ireland. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I'll be in Toronto all weekend wrestling for WXW and just hanging out. We call it VXV uh, here, by the way. We- Proper Pardon? Comments. VXV. That's what we 
proper pronunciations only. Proper proper German pronunciations. Vix V. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I'll, I'll just plug the big stuff. Uh, the first weekend of September, September 7th and 8th, I will be wrestling for Breed Pro Wrestling in Sheffield, United Kingdom. Wow. Um, Saturday, uh, September 7th, I'm wrestling Chris Ridgeway. Uh, cool. Sunday, September 8th, I'll be wrestling uh, Michael May from uh, Ireland, who's a really good technical worker who just had a kick-ass match with Jonathan Gresham that's available for free on YouTube if you've never seen it. Um we are wrestling. Uh, Breed is running a show called Star Cave. It is literally in a cave in England. <laughs> awesome. um, David Starr is on the show. Schadenfreude is on the show. A bunch of people who regularly work UK Indies are on the show. Um, then the first weekend of October, I will be in both Essen and Oberhausen, Germany, uh, working for WXW. Uh, Oberhausen will be on the Ambition Wildcard show wow. they're running. Uh, it's the same weekend as their World Tag Team League, uh, which is probably their second biggest weekend of the year behind yeah. 16 Carat. Um, not announced yet, and I probably shouldn't say it, but here we are. I'm saying it out loud. I will also be on the Inner Circle show nice. uh, the Thursday uh, in Essen at their private training facility, which is a real intimate low-key show. That's where the show. real shit happens. That's where and, in yeah. Chicago gets to mix it up with Walter. Correct. And I don't know who I'm wrestling there, but Ishikawa. I'm looking Just forward to it. Go ahead. It's Ishikawa. Yeah. Say, ha- say you better, <laughs> yeah, you better get Thatcher to introduce you to Ish- Ishikawa yeah. in Toronto. I, I, oh, yeah, he lives yeah. there. Right. For, I forget about I'm this. very much looking forward to meeting Mr. Ishikawa in Toronto. So. Man. Is um, that... All right, and then 16 carat next year, and then Bola, and then you get signed. Um, so on and so forth. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the first two, honestly. Yeah. That would be yeah. grand. Uh, yeah, uh, 16 carat and Bola 2020. Yeah. Getting signed, never, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, Brian Takayama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's maybe the best joke that's ever been dropped if, on the show. If, if I, I assure you, if I ever get signed, I'll, I'll probably I'll come up with something even more obscure and, and goofy than that. But I appreciate putting that notion into my head because now I'm I'm just going to think of stupid names <laughs> that I come up with that uh, are along those lines. So I appreciate that very much. Oh uh, shit! Uh, all right, so you're booked through the year. No no open weekends, right? Um, if, I, I, if, I've got very few open weekends. Yeah. If somebody wants to book you, they can do it on Twitter. You have open DMs. Just, you have a... just, yeah, go on Twitter and, and DM. Yeah, that's cool. fine. Please, cool. please. Yeah, if you heard this and you want to book me, I, I actually do have open weekends. Not a ton, but I've got some. So yeah, there's wrestling everywhere all the time. Uh, it's one of the best things about it. Um, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, we've been thank talking you about for this having for... me. We talked for like two hours. I'm sorry. No, but, uh... no, no. It's good. I gotta Dude, go eat dinner. I, my time is is worthless. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I gotta go to work in uh, an hour and a half, and I have to go eat dinner and then put the kid to bed. But um, look, nine o'clock was like my hard stop, and we we just slightly nine o'clock Central Time is my hard yeah. stop, and we just slightly went over it. Um, We'd love to have you back on to talk actual like battle arts at some point if you. That would be sick. That. I have no, so like ninety nine two thousand is my favorite era of battle arts, and like none of it is online. Yeah. And so I fear that I'm going to have to be the guy to. I have it all on VHS in my crawl space, so <laughs> I'm going to have to be the guy to put it online. So. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have the technology to do that, so I'll have to figure out how to we'll do get, it. We'll get, we'll fucking, we'll we'll talk, we'll get Hero to do it. I yeah. I told, <laughs> I told Vokey this. We're talking about an IWA uh, show, and it's like Hero is the one who can do this. Yeah, he got he he's the one who got the Tom McGee shit. 
I'm right. certain of that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do All it. All big conspiracy. Um, yeah. Well, shit. It's been great. Uh, I had so yeah. much fun talking about backyard wrestling and and you know just your in ring craft. It's just a it's a thing. I I know that this stuff gets talked about you know between workers some um, and and it's I appreciate your your frankness and your humility and your honesty um, because I think this is you know talking about why you do a certain small thing in the ring is something that doesn't get talked up enough. Um, you, you, you're going to, you know, if you go to those quack seminars, he's going to have stories like that or whatever. It's going to be great. Uh, this is not something that is afforded to non-worker ears very often. Um, I appreciate you just, just shooting the shit with us on, on things like that. Cause I, I, I appreciate the platform. Anyone who's willing to let me ramble. That's, that's cool. Cause I'm very capable of doing it. So hell yeah, we'll do it again sometime. Thank you, man. Thank Absol- you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, now uh, I'm going to stop the recording. Tell me, uh, tell me all the dirt. <laughs>